and listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. Here it is, the groove slightly transformed, just a bit of a break from the norm, just a little something to break the monotony of all the hardcore dance that has gotten to be. A little bit out of control, it's cool to dance, but what about the groove that soothes, that moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix, and if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bakes and let the alpine blast. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. That's right. Two Will Smith rap intros in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Because we going to Miami. Yes, that is correct. Um, and we have uh, two voices you should be familiar with at the opening of the show um, as they've been on the show numerous times. And we've been on their show numerous times. Mm-hmm. And uh, Leslie has recapped a couple of shows with me for uh, off-season reviews at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but it's Leslie and Drew of the Interracial John. What's going on, y'all? Hey. Morning. What's up? Appreciate you can, y'all. Um, for today, you can call me Uncle Cuckus. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that's the awesome. That's an awesome Twitter name, man. I like honestly. Um, the white people need to go back to stealing their slang from us because cuck, <laughs> cuck as an insult is by far one of the weirdest like insults that people have i i got called that and i was just, i just laughed it was like what blocked i don't even know i'm not hurt at all it's literally comical i i, I straight up laugh it's there's, it, there's nothing else to do it's it's absurdity it's right absurdity. and, and it, gets it. you can imagine he gets it all the time it's like oh. a con like that's the thing that they come at him with all the time it's funny because i see it's not funny but the the shit you get is just gross like the, i wouldn't trade my trolling for like a year for one day of your shit i really would obscene it's obscene it's so funny too because like um so many of the insults that like the straight white dude angry twitter has are just comical to me because they're not really insults you know Mm -hmm. like you're a social justice warrior yeah i I want people to have social equality and justice that's that's I'm okay with that. Yeah, I <laughs> wish know? that could be my biggest problem of the day. <laughs> right. On the beta male yet? Low testosterone? Uh, not yet, man. <laughs> I, you know what's funny is that so many of these insults are racially tinged and they don't like, they won't cop to it, but they don't call black people beta males and low testosterone. They don't, you know, like even when dude called me a cuck, it was like, are you serious? And he was like, oh, you're black. My bad. Like they don't, they don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, it's I'm like reserved. They're very obsessed with their penises, and so almost oh. all of their insults are like pretty much sent. I mean, Drew calls it the penis patrol because they commit <laughs> like a whole like swarm of them. There's one completely uh, ridiculous. If, if people are into Twitter and you know so social activism, there was a, a white woman named Amy Steven that went kind of like really like she breaks bad, sort of like weird. And there was a another Twitter account, uh, a Ricky Vaughn dude that like he kind of like I like. He got her like through some sort of like Twitter osmosis, got into her and started like talking to her. And people are like, don't hang out with him. And all of a sudden now she's full alt right. Like she's wow, flipped from like talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter to like, you know, Black Lies Matter. Literally, she went Holy like 100. Shit. And the guy that did it, this Ricky Vaughn guy, his bio is like American free speech activist. <laughs> Fuck you, bag. And it's like, <laughs> what, 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 
how is that free speech? Like literally, it's like so they rail against the, all the things you talked about in the other show, the PC mafia. And this yeah, and that. he'll he'll tweet me. He'll be like, you know, look at this fucking beta male cut. <laughs> oh, okay, he has like thirty thousand followers, and overnight they're just like beta male cut. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. I, I woke up. I'm like, what is with the penis patrol? You guys are just obsessed with your cock. Like, <laughs> are you projecting? Like, what's, what's going on? Like, this is really weird. Oh, my God, man. I Yeah, I don't get it. For 8 a.m. Too much penis for 8 a.m. But also, it's just <laughs> how little actual strife they have. That this right. is, like, that, you know, that, that this is where they go with stuff. So, oh, so need to be the victim. Yeah, you're like, man, this is what you're down to? Like, these are... Like, these are the problems, dude. Like, y'all got it good, man. I would trade for your problems today. Like, I still want to be black, but I would love white problems so I could just be like, yeah, man, these fucking, the PC mafia, man, they out here making me stressed out, dude. Like, I I woke up this morning, I read an article, man, they about to stop, stop and frisk, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I just want to have those problems, man, because that, <laughs> that shit got to be nice, man. I've got way too many credit card offers. I want my problem <laughs> to be that, like, the new P.F. Chang's isn't opening for another month. Like, yeah. I, yes! I want to I I walk in P.F. Chang's and be like, y'all better speak English. Like, I want to have <laughs> those kind of problems. Those Like, oh, man, I'm so envious yeah, of those problems. I want, I want the Starbucks lines are too long. Yes. Uh, problems. Oh this man! Whole Foods better have my soy milk latte. Yes. <laughs> Very too oh, God. Yes, uh, I won't have a free range chicken problem. <laughs> yeah, them people talking about some free range chicken. Get out of here. And then, and, then, and then you guys can all talk about like, man, why are these white people got to burn down their own Whole Foods? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in their own neighborhood. What's up with that? This is so sad. So sad, so sad, thugs. Did y'all hear? Did y'all hear about that PC mafia hit job where they killed that dude? That was, it, it was yeah, too much. It was he was making jokes and they didn't appreciate it and they put shoes on his feet, concrete shoes, threw him in the river. Never heard of that dude again. Ever. You know, PC mafia got no bodies, but they the most no, scary. No, none of them. They the scariest people. Take it over. Even the word mafia. Like, you're really going to put the word mafia on top of political correctness? Right? Yeah. I, you know what? I'm worried about the blue mafia because the motherfuckers really do disappear, motherfuckers, in like Chicago and shit. And they have all sorts of ways. Yeah, they got actual like organizations and political clout. And... Yeah. Yeah, they, they got a lot of bodies that we will never, never find. Family members have lost uh, people to them and they. To the end of time, they won't ever know what happened to their family. I wonder if that's what happens if, like, if racism really got solved in America at some point, if that's just the next evolution, like, black people would start being like, man, these motherfucking PC mafia out here, the PC mm-hmm. police yeah. trying to get us. Maybe, like, we would still have qualms, but it was just our shit would elevate to petty shit as well. Yeah, because that, because and, and not to sound insulting, but I ain't trying to find that's what happened when you ain't got real problems. And I don't mean that in a insulting way. Right. Like when it's a difference between you wake up and the world is great and you wake up, you were like, well, shit, am I going to make it home today? Those are two completely different problems. Yeah. So where, you know, your biggest issue is they out of pumpkin spice versus my biggest issue is if the police pull me over and you know, am I going to get shot? Right. You know, once you eliminate those problems, yeah, our problems will be petty too. I kind of want to get there, you know. Me, I, I, I don't know problems. if we'll make it there in my lifetime, but like maybe like 
the next generation or two maybe we'll get to the point where our kid our, all our kids are online going like these fucking social justice warriors man yeah no I- no no my home loan was the exact amount it was supposed to be in interest that's fine okay but these fucking social justice warriors i can't take it like maybe that's what we gotta get Yeah, i want my problems to be i walk in or the coconut milk and my barista give me the wrong kind and i pitch a fucking fit and i demand to speak to the manager yeah i just want to hate my parents that's all uh, you know people say like uh, when are we going to get there right like you know, mm-hmm. that's the there when karen can pitch a fit at starbucks for not having her pumpkin spice yeah, latte i mean i think rod you say all the time that like i'll know we're there when we get to be assholes too that's yeah. when i'll know that what, everything yeah. is everything is good and we we have we have arrived when like really when we can suck at something and still be rich like that's Come when, on. like that's why yeah, I, I, like i don't even go see all his movies and stuff but like i love kevin hart because he nobody everybody that likes kevin hart always has the same fucking upfront disclaimer of like now i'm not saying that he's the funny like i'm like what you go see his movies it's okay you don't have to explain but it's like everyone has to be like now i'm not saying he's like eddie murphy or anything i'm just saying i go i go to see his movies i saw a stand up have you seen it and then you're like you know what i love that i saw a commercial with kevin hart movie and he's doing like a james bond spy thing before the movie the movie mo- the actual state the show is in a sold out stadium for football it might even be the dallas stadium like it's fucking ridiculous the link, the link in philly, philly. the link yeah it's amazing it's and it's so ridiculous like when you see him pan out right. and you see this fucking arena of and i just i just got i just smiled so hard and i'm never going to see that movie nope. but i just smiled because i was just like good black mediocrity is fucking taking over every time i see a kevin hart trailer i smile i only see like one out of every 10 kevin hart movies which means i see about uh three movies a year of his um and even then i just i smile at the ones i'm not even gonna see because i'm just like good make that money yes uh my goal is to be below average and get paid too much like right like that is the white man's uh average is a lot of below average white dudes get paid way too much money not qualified not educated uh i want the confidence that white men have white men go i didn't get a ged but fuck it i'm gonna apply for the ceo <laughs> job why because i'm goddamn white i want that confidence yeah oh, God, so you know that you just described my life can like, <laughs> really i don't know if it was the last no, time but no, maybe like no. two times ago i told y'all that like i got a job handed to me like someone like i'm waiting tables and dude walked in and gave me a forty thousand dollar year job right like that right. is my life like literally karen you oh, so, it's gotta be so good man i want them problems um, real i know my boss don't listen to this show so i can say this i'm so overcompensated right now it's like i don't say it's frightening but i'm I'm locked in i can't leave I, <laughs> I'm really, like, i've called headhunters i've gone out and looked at other like employment options and like damn you make a lot of money i don't think i can do that like I, it's just like uh, okay i guess i'll be here another decade yeah i talked to my friend uh back in the day he used to uh like he'd be like just call, he like he would have a good job but he would call around just to see kind of what the industry was paying and fly out for interviews and all this shit and he was like an engineer and stuff and some of the jobs he would turn down i'd just be like well that's wow that must be nice to be able to just be like yeah i just don't want to move to cleveland sorry and like sorry about the three flights you put me on and the uh multiple interviews and hotel stays and all that shit it's like gotta be nice bruh um all right let's talk about some other things first of all uh you can find drew and leslie 
uh at the interracial drawn man it's on itunes stitcher rss radio like wherever you listen to your podcast you can go find it um check them out um how how often y'all doing the show now it's like because sometimes it's like two times a week sometimes one time a week i know you guys travel a lot and very busy our goal is at least once a week and then we try like if we can we'll like sneak in another one you know if we can if we can do it but you know we we were hoping to do more this summer because my travel schedule gets like ridiculous come september but you know that's late plans well y'all uh check them out it's a great show uh mm-hmm. often have a guest uh that either we we've had on our show people from other podcasts you know it's the chitlin circuit type deal where just everybody is kind of spreading the love to each other and you can find so many different new interesting voices there um and then also um leslie you know is an organizer so you might know her work from uh just like you may have been at i don't know you may have been in a, a leslie event you know i don't even, not even know it yeah he's just out here like uh yeah so we're sitting in for martin luther king today um and leslie's one of the organizers of that matter of fact can you kind of talk about uh that experience uh organizing and uh especially the mlk sitting it just happened Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have very few steadfast rules in organizing, but one of them is when FJ calls, I answer. So uh, <laughs> Feminista had reached out and just said she was looking to do something uh, on MLK, like streets, boulevards, parks all over the country. And I was like, hey, that sounds pretty cool. So the two of us teamed up. And so we on July 31st held them across the country. We had about 40 cities that participated and it went really, really well. So, you know, for FJ and I, a lot of the work we try and do together is really about. Don't worry, I got it. Okay, uh, is really about um, allowing regular people that you know that aren't organizers, that aren't activists, that are just in their communities, living their lives, to connect into movement spaces. And so, um, this was just another way of doing that. So, really, we just um, put the call out to different cities and said, "Hey, if you want to hold something in your city." reach out uh let's let's plan something and we really were looking to center you know black joy and community feelings it wasn't a protest per se but really more of a time to come together and honor you know the real mlk not not the sanitized whitewash one that (laughs) uh, a couple times a year so um that went really well well enough that we both decided that we're going to do it every year so the last sunday in july you guys will hear more about it as we head into next year as well so we hope to grow it from there but it, it was really you know working with her is always amazing and it's always great to see um the first event i ever planned actually was a feminista jones event was the national moment of silence two years ago it was the first uh movement event i had ever planned and changed the trajectory of my entire life actually um in terms of my involvement in the movement and and different spaces so i'm super thankful to her and and to our sisterhood and connection um since then you're talking about whitewashed mlk tell a little bit about hearing grand happens oh oh, this is actually kind of funny so so uh you know obviously if you're going to have one in your city you have to be tasked with finding out where the mlk you know boulevard street whatever is so I go to look here in our new town of uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and come to find out that the city never got around to actually naming our MLK. <laughs> oh, not only did they not get around to naming it, but about 15 years ago, this old black dude got fed the fuck up and he just went, purchased his own signs because they had designated a street called Division Street, a pretty large street to be it, but right. never actually went through the process of actually renaming it. So he wow. just bought these signs and he put them up and put them all up and along like over like a five mile period on all of the um, right above where it says division. It had like a little sign that said a street sign. Wow. Um, you, you know, what's funny too is like the whole MLK street 
um <laughs> the whole mlk street thing is so funny because uh so many cities pick the blackest area of town and some of the like most um like marginalized racially like segregated like just like the restrictive policing and they would put they would put these cities in the middle of these places that's why when people make like chris Wright made the joke but it's true when he's like every mlk street is in the hood it's like they put it there but the reasoning was like well they'll see martin luther king and then they'll be so inspired and then oh, complacent they'll they'll beat oppression by seeing this street sign every day they'll be like you know what i'm just gonna turn the other cheek (laughs) this is so funny poverty will disappear all of a sudden i'll have a job right (laughs) i wonder wonder how many black folk got uh beat up with that like immediately we gave you guys a boulevard now put on now put on a street and let us beat you put on a suit and get in here and let us water hose you. That is what it's about. It's, it's so funny, though. Oh, man. So these signs have faded out over the last 15 years. So now, right above the division sign, it's just like a white blank space. It's like it, mm. it's like faded away. It's such a like metaphor for how black people are treated in this. So, oh, that's so accurate. Um, speaking of MLK, this woman did have some things to say about MLK. Um there's a uh i want was this florida this happened uh, feels like florida or oh, tallahassee okay so florida um there was apparently some, uh, a f- argument between okay. neighbors and, and i'm gonna see if i can put this on the full screen but um this oh, white lady oh oh you know yeah. what take me yeah down. i won't put it on full screen then okay you sure you don't want to be on screen i mean you can take, I'll tell you, I'll take, take me off i'll go down no 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 down. don't don't no no no, no. oh drew's no, gone he's dead Drew, you okay <laughs> all right uh, i'll I'll take you off and then all right cool all right so let me show y'all this because this is fucking hilarious to me um all right so this lady's having a dispute with her neighbor and it's a white lady in a bikini um uh, she decides to drop some bars on mlk man Yeah, I'm pretty sure they there was niggers in there. Uh this is the edited version, obviously. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you can go back there. It's free. You know, you go back to Africa if you want to. And you can take your Washington, Jefferson last names. Don't say nothing. You can take your Washington and Jefferson last names. Did you not know it's white people with them last names? We got them from white people, but, you know, oh, we can... Okay. Don't say anything else. Don't say anything else when you call Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't talk. 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 Don't talk when someone's going off on some racist shit and black people get real fucking calm where it's just like mm-hmm, there she go girl mm-hmm. i feel like we've seen this so like i feel like mm. 
one of the byproducts of the movement has been black people just being like, nah, just put your camera up, girl. It's cool. Right. Like, there's a level of like, I'm not going to engage because she's going to look so stupid in about a minute. Right. Like, <laughs> understanding of that is great. Like, there's just some white words in the background like, you're all stupid monkeys. And it's just somebody like, yeah, she work at the post office. Uh, this, that, that's her address right there. I'll send it straight okay. to USPS. <laughs> she's saying this. Oh, oh go ahead, Drew. Here's a Facebook page. Yeah, she's saying this in front of kids, y'all. Here go the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I appreciate the show. Awesome. Applaud. Round of applause. He was a slut. Now she just said Martin Luther King was a slut. Okay. All right. White people. Martin Luther was white people. You fuck white people, okay? She's going on. The day he died, Martin Luther King. Mom, I'm on the phone with him. He was white people. Now, as, as oh, baby in the background. Her, now her daughter is trying to get her up out right, of there. Right, because her daughter is a wego. Mama, you acting a fool? Odds are they probably recording you. This is gonna be all over social media. I got to go back to school tomorrow. Come on, mom. Yeah, her daughter probably knows the power of the internet. Here's my right. thing, though. From the mouth of babes, okay. Some of that shit was true, okay? She did Martin Luther King definitely fuck white people, okay? Yes, all right, so she figured it out. She cracked the code, all right? She she's one of people that know the truth. It's fine. Like I saw people get so offended, like they're like, she said he fucked white people. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like um, you, there's a lot of other things to be mad about in that video, but uh, that you know she. Did you guys see uh sausage party? Uh? Yes, yes, we saw Sasha Party. Uh, yeah. maybe, so good. Maybe the, maybe the MLK fucking white people is more like Craig Robinson. Like, <laughs> <laughs> might not have been good. Might not have been what the white people think it was. Yeah, he fucked those. Uh, crack, he fucked those crackers in that cracker ass. Oh man, God, I love that movie, man. I can't even lie. Like, I walked out of that movie. It was like. Uh, because of the internet i can't tell nobody i love this but this is so good i enjoyed it a lot too it just made me want to get a big bowl of grits <laughs> right <laughs> do you know man so we thought it was real like we literally were like it was hella offensive but we laughed so hard right and that's the truth that's that's all i could say about it, it you know it's really one funny. it's one of those things where uh nothing's wrong if it's funny for me so it's like how i watch an episode of south park or something and like the the point is that it is offensive but it's funny like we're gonna talk about a third rail topic and sometimes i watch south park and i'm like shit wasn't funny this week so i didn't like it and then sometimes it's so good and so on point that i'm just like i don't even agree with this but it's so fucking funny and uh that's how that uh sausage party was for me i was just like i can't agree with all of this but god damn it's so funny man um all right i should probably introduce the show um so yeah uh we got to talking a little bit but uh this is the blackout tips podcast you can find us on itunes and stitcher just search the blackout tips we'll come up the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today marks day 613 that barbara schmurder has been locked up in jail on two million dollars uh bail that has not been lowered um i just saw another article of a dude that was uh he was caught with a gun after having being on probation uh and he's a rapper and he avoided jail and i was just like man i hope bobby don't have the internet in there i hope he's not reading about all these motherfuckers going free <laughs> it's gotta be killing him mm. 
there's like the jail internet, like the, the piece of paper, like slid on the floor underneath <laughs> the thing. And it goes like sell to sell. And he gets it like, yo, you ain't going to believe this. He got caught with a gun. He got probation. Like, right. <laughs> he had a gun and everything. This is the second time. And Bobby's just sitting in there like, come on, man. Y'all, uh, like thing about it. The, uh, of course, also uh, we are sponsored. Mm-hmm. We're brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. Check out the art of. Actually, let me just read the copy straight up. He says, "This verified podcast." We got that check mark. No, hey, look, I don't like to brag. Okay, <laughs> far be it from me to bring up my blue check mark that is just hanging over this. It's like a giant. I got an invitation check mark. I'm in my evidence check mark. I'm invitation. It's like a giant blue check mark just hanging over the conversation right now, and I'm just gonna oh, ease Lord. attention and say, yes, I'm verified. Can we please move on? Okay, this is just getting embarrassing. It's getting embarrassing. First of all, for those who don't know, Karen's uh, Twitter handle right now is on half official, just so y'all know. <laughs> yes, half. And her picture is a check mark. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, was it a Twitter lobbyist? So now it's official. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get half his check mark. So uh, <laughs> make sure you guys check out uh, Shadow Out Productions. They have Art of Confession, which is a movie that we uh, scre- streamed on the internet and mm-hmm. uh, everyone like live tweeted and stuff for a while back. Was now screening at the Action on Film Fest- Festival in L.A. Uh, they'll be screening September 8th at 2 p.m. Some of the cast and crew will be there. So if you want to come out and just make sure you tweet them for details, their Twitter is at Shadow Dog Prod. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Bevel. That's right. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps. Check out GetBevel.com today and use code TBGWT. You get 20% off your first month at GetBevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com. All right. Let's talk about some news, guys. It's all kind of weird stuff going on in the news. Um. All right. So uh, there's this dude that left his wife, which happens all the time. But he left his wife to marry his mother-in-law, which would be his wife's mama okay how's that gotta oh man mm-hmm. i mean it see in a way it's like he went directly to the source you know like whenever you talk to like you like wait girl where you get all that ass you like, i got it from my mom it's like mm, maybe i should just see the supplier skip, skip over you skip the middleman you know go straight to the source uh but he uh but uh he, t- he now calls it a mistake and says he wants a divorce from the mom from the from the mother-in-law yes Mm-hmm. How's, a, how's a mom gonna do that though i mean seriously like moms i get it but like damn this is the rare time where you know how we always say like why you mad at the girl she didn't have no commitment to you this is the rare time where it's like nah be mad at that girl she shouldn't be doing that shit to you i think i think his problem is the fact that people found out I think nobody to find out. How can anybody not find out? I listen. If you marry my mama, I'm telling the whole town. Like, I mean, yeah, people ain't gonna no find people... out. That's stupidity on his on his behalf. Oh, everybody gonna find out. Mm-mm. Yeah, he left his 22 year old. Uh, well, he's 22, uh, and he abandoned his wife Lolita for uh, and married her mother, 42 year old Asha Devi. Mm-hmm. The unusual affair began when Mrs. Devi came to stay with the couple in the village uh puriani uh in the impoverished state of bihar last year 
Mm. Came to stay with him. Like that's every dude's worst so nightmare. This is normally. a real cougar cub, ain't it? Yeah, that's so, that's normally everybody's real like worst nightmare. It's like, oh, my mother in law gonna stay with us, and it's the only like dude that's like too much. It's the only dude that's like my mother in law gonna stay with us. Okay, what? Why didn't you tell me sooner? She looked after Mister Mato uh, when he became ill, and they fell in forbidden love. Uh, when she returned home, she would he would ring her, and they would talk for hours on the phone, and would also visit her at her home lolita found out about the affair and told her mother to stay away but she refused Ooh. Mm. you feel mad at her extra mad at her oh wait i forgot i actually got uh clips for this now yeah i, I went and got some um more show clips so i gotta make sure to load those bad boys up um but uh yeah so <laughs> she, oh. she um <laughs> she said that <laughs> that she uh uh wouldn't stay away from him which is just so hard to imagine you be like mama stop fucking my husband i can't <laughs> i mean i would love to help you out daughter but uh I, I mean we in love i'm in love with your husband you can have him then who's young enough to be my son i'm sorry that is really horrible now here's the best part lolita's cuckolded father wait the mom was married too mm-hmm. oh lord no mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. how is that marriage even legal then that well this is before they got married this this we're still going through the affair part oh okay this is everybody finding out they fucking um <clears throat> he worked at a factory in delhi but he was also unable to stop the passionate affair eventually despite the objections of villagers the couple eloped and married on june 1st this year um two months after the couple um got married they realized they made a horrible mistake uh mr mato said i have come to realize my folly now i admit i have committed the mistake but will never repeat in the future (laughs) does she have another mother i don't know how you can repeat this in the future i promise i'm never fucking another one of my mother-in-laws i swear to god and i'm definitely not marrying her say that again say that again leslie i said uh i promise my next wife will not have this problem I swear. <laughs> yeah i'm only married orphans from now on uh now i no longer treat her as my wife rather i've started paying her regard as mother uh he said he would go on bending knee and beg lolita to have him back the couple have a son together how can you how can you ever go back Mm-mm-mm. how can you ever trust this man again i mean not yeah or the mom you know yeah not with my mother-in-law oh i don't mm-mm. uh she said uh mr mato no longer do i treat him as my husband but as a son-in-law we have already filed a divorce petition in court and want to return to my husband as soon as possible I, you know what i think happened all right so it's an impoverished area mm-hmm. um he had gotten sick right when they started having this affair which means he probably was out of work and she was taking care of him her husband the the mother-in-law works in a fact factory i think these motherfuckers broke man i think they mm. they went they eloped on their own because the sex was so uh forbidden and passionate and after two months man like you know eviction notices the cable bill like the the bills started coming in and they it was like real. we got to go back to the providers because we ain't shit that's my guess fucking your mother-in-law don't don't pay the bills <laughs> no, not normally it doesn't man you know there's 
very special sections of Pornhub that do, and that's it. Like yeah, not other than that, you ain't you, you don't. It's not a profit in that mm-hmm, field. No profit in that in that. Um. <clears throat> all right. Let's see what else happened in Germany. You guys ever been to Germany? No, I've been well, through Germany. You landed there once. Yeah, we'd like okay. to go one day. No, I don't want to go. Uh. Anyway, ah, you go I don't want to go to Germany. <laughs> Is am I allowed to not want to go to Germany? It's Germany. Yeah, good. <laughs> Germany on my shit list, man. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> Hard to forgive that one. Anyway, in Germany, you may be fined if you don't finish your meal. Yeah, they have a new policy with through the government where they're trying to make sure that they have less waste. Okay. Um. So uh, there is they it's so now there's a restaurant that has a, that even has a eat up or pay up policy. Uh, you go into this place. What's it called? It's a sushi spot uh, called Yorki in Stuttgart. Stuttgart. Um, it has added a fee to its bill for customers who don't clean the plate. Uh, well, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How, how are they portion size? Like that's my thing. Can you go to small, medium, and large, or because you know that would be a good way for 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 uh, 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 restaurants to run a hustle. You purposely over give people more so that you can charge them more. Uh, I mean, they order smaller plates, dog. Well, I mean, I mean but what happens if they don't have the options? Because you know, restaurants they be like, "Hey, everything's big." You're like, "Well, I can't eat it all." Well, I'm gonna charge you. Then more. You gonna have to find, you gonna have to make friends, Karen. Okay, you gonna have to take some people with you, and y'all gonna have to split the jalapeno nachos mm-hmm. like we do when we go down to Azteca. You acting like it's so crazy. Give me small, medium, and large. Then I might not want everything economy size. Okay, if it was a buffet, it might almost maybe possibly make sense yeah it sounds like it's a buffet uh the restaurant's taste 120 option allows diners to consume as much sushi as they want in two hours but now yoki uh will also find uh one dollar or one euro i mean for any remaining food as part of his eat up a pay up policy it's called all you can eat not all you can chuck away said the owner goyo luan uh luan estimates that he already collected about uh 900 euro uh close to a uh, thousand euro as part of his campaign the su- to the sum of which he will donate to charity okay now that i understand uh, it's like paying for the plastic bags at the grocery store like mm-hmm. where they make you pay even though it's a little bit it's like a, a monetary incentive to you know and with and with buffets you can't like put the food back right like i was so, about to say once it goes to your table like that's a wrap and people wonder why a lot of all you can eat places are gradually go up and up and up and up and up because of their food costs it skyrocket from people wasting food mm-hmm i sound like getting on board with this yes now this i agree with I nobody thought- write the show and said that i made her change her mind i didn't i just kept reading the article okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, while Yorki is getting some new notoriety for its policy, several other spots across Germany have similar rules when it comes to waste. Another Japanese restaurant, Okini, uh, in Dusseldorf, announced in 2013 that it would charge diners the same $1 or 1 euro for leftover food. Write it on its website that waste is not appreciated. Be careful too what you leave behind at a Chinese Mongolian restaurant, Himalaya in R- North Rhine, Westphalia. They charge two dollars and twenty five cents, uh, or two dollars or two euros, uh, if more than a hundred grams, which is three and a half ounces of food, is left behind. So even if you're stuffed, take that one last bite. 
um and it's not just germany that's doing it um there uh england is doing it like there's a few countries where restaurants are starting to be like we want to cut down on waste and they food like i think for the restaurant industry their food costs go up i think overall it kind of benefits everybody because it it will help depends on greediness overall should help keep food costs down Mm -hmm. because people ain't wasting as much but you do have a lot of people that will be greedy and still raise costs regardless but you like well you're charged for wasting food this should compensate you and allow you to pay your employees more you know i'm like it's other things that you can do with that money and kind of reinvest it back into your business i mean giving it to charity yeah if you choose to yeah you know i don't know if they have a rule that that's what they must do with it no i don't think they do Uh, i know some governments are actually considering like regulations because right they have to they they want to cut down on the waste you know um because it is i think in the uk they have a rule about uh, or no it's france has a rule about grocery stores Mm -hmm. and what they have to do with their waste like produce in particular um that they have to have it like sent to you know soup kitchens and places like that so that the food isn't just getting getting tossed um so i mean i think it makes sense but you know germany's shady so i don't know how they it is and the other thing is like you see you couldn't do that here because don't take my sister to all you can eat anything and tell her she can't take as much shrimp as she wants to regardless of whether she eats it or not because that will not go over well i'm just saying i feel like in america somebody would be like this is against my first amendment rights or some type of shit of course i'm entitled to all the shrimp right you guys are some cuck sjw beta males trying to make me not finish my meal and um this is the real problem with america yeah because we think we got the right to everything and all lives matter to me and then they'll leave um and write a stronger (laughs) a strongly worded letter yeah and post it on instagram (laughs) Uh, a nevada woman fell 100 feet to her death off of a cliff uh where she was uh trying to take a picture of the pacific ocean and she wanted to get closer and she tripped over her flip-flops that sounds like some white people shit to me why mm. are you okay 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 maybe. i know you guys are wondering why it's not in white people news but that's because she's latina okay uh, and, oh, like i would have put it in guess the race but okay i'm about to say why are you wearing flip-flops on a hike <sighs> ain't that the number one rule you wear socks and shoes I don't know that it was a hike. I just know she was. You up on the mountains. You up, which means she's on the cliff. It don't matter. You near the edge. You up somewhere high, and you ain't got socks and shoes on, sweetie. Well, I feel like you're really doing some Monday morning quarterback in here. Yes, I am. Uh, she dead. So there's no way to. (laughs) She can't use these. She can't use these tips. Can't use. (laughs) This is nice. Thing is, the lens people will go to for a really good Facebook cover photo, like, right? Yeah. For the for, for, for the for the future young ladies that feel like going up to the mountain tops with open toed shoes, please don't. Uh, Drew, what are you saying? I'm sorry. I know uh, Shirley from Chonilla is uh, on uh, the chat room, and we were visiting them in uh, Montreal. Oh, like, this is last, a great about a year story, ago. guys. And mm-hmm. uh, we went out. They've got a little like a little point that goes out into the Montreal, the St. Lawrence River, and uh, so it's like this little place you can walk and meander, and it's like you know just kind of nature and nice so i'm doing like everyone taking pictures and selfies and i'm wearing flip-flops and there's signage everywhere that says stay away from the river's edge stay away from the water danger 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 don't go past this point yeah like all all over all over and i keep walking 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 and uh there's a part where like it was right at this point like the the water came out and i took one foot into the water thinking like i'm just gonna 
dip my toe in the water. I, I got to get wet. I'm going to get wet. And it was fucking like totally covered in moss, like literally totally covered in moss. I'm in flip flops. So like I slip and the one foot goes up. I went down like a, like a 40 year old sack of flour. I mean, literally <laughs> I've never fall harder in my life. Like it was just like one minute I'm standing the next minute. I'm just like shit with like, for bam. And everyone's like, what happened? Where did Drew go? Like I jump up. I'm like, I'm okay. Let it Drew go. I'm soaking fucking wet. My foot's bleeding and shit. Like literally like bleeding bad. Like, is there a hospital near here? I'm like washing it in Shirley's fucking literally. bathtub with all like a of, fucking, all oh, of it was Shirley's horrible. kids, it was horrible. Shirley and Clove's kids were there. They were like, Oh my flip God. Flip-flops. Flip-flops. Right yeah. past all I, the signage. I know. See, this this why <laughs> this is why I was on Olivia's side. Oh, at Alligator Gate. Everybody was calling her trash and I was like, it was signs. Like I just did I'm smart enough to know not to say it on Twitter, but come on, y'all. Y'all white people see signs and they be like, Those are suggestions and just run right past there was two two fucking signs, two like six foot big, like giant yellow poles. I had to walk between them like a fucking football like uh you know, end zone. Little and, huge, and the signs huge were signs. literally huge. like, Don't go past here, you'll drown. That's yeah. what the signs are. <laughs> In French and English. In they don't even have signs like that for black people. It's not for us. We just be like, you know, they, you know what? When we see dangerous shit, we be like, there should be a sign here. And then we yeah, turn like, around. We, we'll, we'll get mad. They ain't a sign. Yeah. You're like, why ain't put a sign there? It's obviously dangerous. And then white people are just like, uh, excuse me. I think I know better than the see, sign. Look, look at I think pretty smarts in the chat room telling you to look out. I yes. I, I don't worry about our poltergeist. I'm yeah. not reading signs. You made uh-huh. the wrong kind yeah. of way. It's guy. true. It's true. Be sure your life insurance is up to date, babe, because he's going to take himself out one, one good day up here trying to be magical and shit. Well, you you know what's um wild about this is she wearing flip-flops climbed over a three-foot wall to get a better view so she could take the picture ah! well my point stands my point my 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 point stands initially to the shoes uh socks they have all type of equipment uh that uh can protect you and my biggest point to drew is that poe drew you got uh Shirley and Clove's kids speaking to each other in French about you cutting the food to each other. Like, they speak another language going, Mommy, they, they looking at their kids. We got kids that have never done this. What's wrong with you, grown man? <laughs> I felt like such an idiot. Really? I felt like such we a We all were standing idiot. there like, did that, did he just... In my yeah. head, I was just shaking my head like, and I, and I had said, I was like, don't go out there. Cause I do, I, I know my husband and I will warn him. I'm like, listen, oh. don't, you don't have to go further. You don't have to go higher. You don't have to, but it's. Here's the thing. Everyone, every human has. It must this, be the cuck thing. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> The, the little that little voice in your head like when you're on the edge of a cliff when you're about at that three foot wall in flip-flops most people get nervous their stomach's like "Ooh, this is i don't think i should do this like for a lot of us white people like that thing like that's what pushes us to like jump out of planes with like wingsuits and shit you don't and... have real danger in your god's yeah lives. it's the truth it's, so we're not afraid of manufacture cops shit just mm. to feel like oh um well you know yeah. it's also this thing like uh and i think to some extent um like we don't give it enough credit but like there had to be one race to be like we just gonna break all the rules in order for us to have everything that we have now like one race just had to be evil and it happened to be white people you know they were you know i mean it pretty much always is but it's it's kind of interesting that it like we would everything they that white people accomplished was a lot of like 
fuck it you know what i mean like yeah, and, and, it was just a lot of like uh hey man let's just sell this see until we run into some other shit man maybe we'll be uh maybe like at that time they were thinking maybe we'll get to the edge and fall off and die or maybe it's a shorter route to india let's see and they just showed up and was like these people are not the indians that we know but we call them indians how about that matter of fact this, ah! this our shit now this our land y'all don't really seem to have a sense of ownership to this y'all like sharing uh we don't it's our shit now you shared it with us and it's our you know um you know i i don't think it's legal or right to just own people but fuck it man hey what are they gonna do we own them now you know what i'm saying like that is the thing that i think is a smart like obviously it's still not exactly the same but i think it's become smaller and smaller but individually white people will always have that thing that's like uh fuck that sign you know what i mean like that's yeah. it's just a and, call back to the ancestors and maybe it's, uh some sort of like racial darwin uh death mm-hmm. kind of thing coming to it's like it might be death. genetic i don't know you know maybe or maybe ah, it's just ah! at this point there's so many years of nature versus nurture that you can't really distinguish the two like but whatever it is, like society just pushes white people into this funnel of just like, like you can do what the fuck you want to do. And so at this point, it it like it manifests itself in smaller things now, where it's like I'm gonna be a racist and run for president. You know, like it's not it's not exactly the same as like, but like yeah, there's symptoms. Of no, that. like no other type of candidate would ever say something like, "What if we just kick." any muslim person out of the country and not let any come in no other type of candidate will have that because they've all had something happen to them where they're like oh that's discrimination and that feels wrong to do to people right. or to have done to me like only whiteness can do that man like so yeah drew i think it's just on a smaller level it's like you had your mini trump moment of man fuck these signs i'm i'm putting my toe in this water and you, and and then you just kind of busted your ass man <laughs> I hope, I hope Trump falls as hard as I do. Yeah. <laughs> now the real question is, what happened with this woman? She's like Latina. I can't believe she was just like, I'm out here on these flip flops grinding. <laughs> yeah. I'm climbing over this fence. Yes, and, la- and last time I checked, flip flops don't have the bottom aren't made out of any right. kind of sticky material. Normally they made for you to slide your ass on the sand. Right. They are not actually meant to to rock climb and. You know, and one good thing, uh, since we were talking about white people, one good thing I can <laughs> say I love about white people is that y'all, y'all are why, uh, we find out so much about the ocean, why we find out so much about animals. Space. Yeah, y'all risk y'all lives. Like, yeah, like y'all know that tigers are dangerous because tigers ate a few of y'all asses. Well, it's not that, you know what's funny? It's not that black people and stuff, like, we wouldn't do it but like the way society has always been geared especially in america is like we set up all this shit for white people to go do it and if white people are doing it then have at it i mean if you want to be the first motherfucker on the moon cool you know what i'm saying just in case it's like some crazy moon shit popping off or you come back with the moon disease y'all motherfuckers was, you had to be first yeah, you the, know the moon age that's all on you dog yeah i'm quick to like let you do it first you can have this Jareth um, in the chat room says it's called white or flight instead of <laughs> white or flight. <laughs> that that makes so much sense. Um, but yeah, um, obviously this woman fell off. Um, so it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she was wearing slippers. You know, hey, she slipped all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who our favorite uh, person on the Cosby's was? Who? He Cliff 
huxtable oh that's right ah, he fell off the cliff for real that's right mm-hmm. anyway she he did said, <laughs> he fell off the cliff and apparently into a lot of women and drugged them apparently yeah at least she got that close up view like did anybody check her phone she got all the views i hope she got the shot off did it go up to photo stream did she get it right what if she she was snapchatted what if she on her in the air on the way to the ground like oh but i did it though you know (laughs) i I guarantee you that exists there's probably like like, tumblers that's like 10 people that took a selfie right before their death like oh that's somewhere man that's a terrible way to die man horrible yeah no and you know what also i think too is that uh for most white people they don't have a fear of death so i think sometimes they create the fear of death if that makes sense karen is still on these white people y'all. i sure am i was, I was, I was that man because that's the only way you're gonna fucking skydive and do all this other ridiculous shit you don't have a fear of death i can do what i want to and i don't have to wake up with fear so let me go make my own fear it's an adrenaline rush bitch what get out of here it's the truth karen you, you are so accurate i i in my life my that's what that's what leslie said a while ago no, no, i have i have zero like zero athletic ability i'm not athletically inclined at all i'm not uh talented in any way shape or form i did really well in a lot of sports because i had zero fear i just there was no uh worry about my body like i would go skiing i broke my back skiing i broke my back skiing like Damn. you know how hard it is to break your back skiing you know what you have to be doing to break mm-hmm. your back in Everything snow. Wrong. I, I <laughs> like, have yeah. no idea. Way too much, I believe, is what you have to be doing. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next article. Karen comes up with another, <laughs> another, another point about white people. I can really spend a lot of my time trying to prevent Drew's death. That's pretty much my <laughs> wifely duty. <laughs> Uh, there's been one time this is really creepy she comes running out to the fucking front yard she goes are you okay are you okay i'm like yeah i'm totally fine what she goes i just was really worried that something happens like you know i almost did just cut my hand off on the lawnmower like literally like (laughs) it was so close i was like man i fucking almost like lost two fingers right there and she knew it she felt it prison stocks have plunged after the justice department has announced plans to end for-profit prisons um ring that bell leslie now it's not the quote-unquote fight is not over there's Mm-mm. still some things that aren't covered i don't, I don't know if i was reading they don't do states leslie's twitter i mean mm-hmm. facebook or it was either leslie or olivia one of, you know one of y'all woke people and she was uh saying that yeah, it doesn't cover everything was it was it you leslie yeah i did post just that like i mean a first of all it is it's a huge victory and it's a big deal because you know we we hope that decisions at the federal level trickle down and impact the state but right now most of uh private prisons are state prisons uh but much more importantly because really only about seven to ten percent of all um state prisoners are in um private prisons but the other side of that is um immigration detention centers which are all privatized and have been growing at an astronomical rate over the last decade and they are not included in this either so there you go so yeah it while it is a amazing uh achievement and honestly like when i first read it i was like all right i'll we'll see what happens but um it was when they said that the uh stocks were going down that i was like you know what i believe that because the money in america speaks so if the people with money are like okay get your money out of that because then 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 it's serious like they really do believe that this will affect uh you know their investment in privatized prisons yes and what and i think that most people that own businesses do future forecasts and i i might be wrong but i got a feeling 
that they're looking at the, the American landscape and seeing how a lot of laws are changing to decriminalize drugs. And my business is to lock people up for mining ticky tack shit for drugs, which means in the future, more and more states are start going to make marijuana illegal. You know, now it's an epidemic with the white folks and they drugs too. So whatever drugs they own, go, you're going to start seeing like, like uh, punishment for that decrease. And, and all of a sudden, instead of throwing you in jail, you're going to have the alternative shit, you know, going on. So I think that, Somebody has forecast, hey, get your money out now, because eventually, if you stay in, you will lose your money. So, people equals money. And when people equal money, the people not coming in, that means you have no money, so why are you investing your money? So, a lot of people, it's business sense. They're, 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 they're jumping ship before they lose their investment. Yeah, my thing was, is that I just worry about what, and this is just a eternal worry, like, what format will this take now with right. like because so many like steps of progress for uh you know people that are being oppressed whether it's through you know the criminal justice system or whatever like everything just takes on a new form where you know so you start with um you know uh slavery and then you go into sharecropping and people migrate other places you go into redlining you go you know once once you go redlining that people are able to stop those neighborhoods from having certain jobs uh profit values uh debt um over criminalization like there's just all these things segregation obviously like there's just all these things where like the same evil transforms and this feels like a very key moment of this is actual progress and a foothold where we can be like all right how we can kind of stop over criminalizing people but what is it what will the money be in next because with, even with privatized prisons a lot of this stuff stems from um you know the crime bill mm-hmm. um but the being alive at that time nobody really saw that coming except for whoever were the people in charge of the money like right like the the average person just thought i want crime to stop destroying my neighborhood like mm-hmm. and i'm speaking for for black people really right. i mean white people are always afraid of crime but um for us it was fucking up our neighborhoods like the influx of drugs and, and new powerful drugs right. that were Which we turning did- our loved ones into like straight up like criminals who will rob you and kill each other and Which shit we didn't make or produce it came obviously from somewhere. yeah obviously so like it was so like with that it's just like that evil transforms to another form and it's just like okay so boom now we got prisons uh, oh you want to put people in prison in our mind a prison is a federal facility that houses people for the good of you know society where right. whether it's fucked up or not the point was you will get out you will be re- hopefully you'll be rehabilitated some of these people are addicts so we're not even thinking of them because we love them even though they're addicts uh, we're not thinking of it as well we'll just criminalize it so much that they won't want to be addicts we're thinking well they'll be able to get off this shit and they'll be able to come back and be the person i love be my uncle be my my cousin be my aunt you know things of this nature and people that don't empathize with our community that don't live here who don't see us as family and friends it was just like oh yeah we, this is a good chance to lock them up forever and ever. let's find a way to to make money off of this like let's let's get a profit off of this prison like there's always going to be a profit attached to the oppression of black people so i worry like okay so what's next like i like i hope this is the signaling of a, of the end of something 
but i always feel this hovering like this albatross hovering over us like so then how you gonna make money on this shit right because yeah and i think that they you know a few things that stuck out for me about this besides a couple things i said one is the reason that the federal government decided to do it it had nothing to do with morals or their stance about prisons they specifically said that they they have specific data that shows that privatized prisons are less are, are poorly run and cost more mm-hmm. so so we're talking about a, a system with which they, they made this decision purely off of a logistical a logistical decision so it's nothing that they've decided like it's immoral or anything like that they just are making a smart business decision for them as a government mm-hmm. and then the other thing that you just mentioned Rob, which is that you know one of the issues I usually have with reform measures is that, you know, we place reform measures in, inside supremacist systems and they will be enacted in supremacist ways. So we'll see things that look like, okay, these are going to be great, but when they're applied to our communities, they're not pro- applied fairly. We don't get our fair share of them or um, they're uh, applied more harshly to, to our communities. So it's really important that we continue to look at how the, the, wins we do get how they're applied and continue to push further and further and further and one of the great things about the visions for vision for black lives policy platform and why a lot of why it took a year plus and a half for all of us to put together is because you know we're not talking about just policy only we're talking about a much larger issue that we're trying to address societally and then how we apply policy to that vision right like one um sorry to cut you off but i just wanted to interject real quick one of the things about the crime bill that has been lost in all this shit is that people thought that was good and i mean black people not white people thought this was good to do to black people obviously anything with crime that's gonna happen to black people a lot of white people will be behind but mm-hmm. black people we were like cool thank you for helping saving our communities so is and is is and with good intentions like i do i refuse to go back and pretend pretended like these pastors and these these mm-hmm. the you know parents if they would have seen it they would have been against if they it. knew the future they would have right. obviously been like oh wait that's right y'all still got this racist shit so it's gonna come out racist but at that time it was seen as a victory the same way that this is seen as a victory so you know as an older wiser person now i'm like yeah it makes me nervous even even in victory i'm like so then are y'all gonna really let this happen and stop because like one of the things they don't talk about privatized prison is that they also lobby and put money into making sure that shit gets criminalized come on so a lot of things a lot of things that we think just are common sense like well obviously it's just a little bit of marijuana or these kids are 14 and they stole a car like it's not it shouldn't be the end of the world but we've had multiple stories on this show where judges have been bribed by private Ooh. industry uh where they've been they've been vacations homes uh you know golf court like all kinds of shit straight up money in in a couple of cases so in the context of the privatized prison system you see like the warden is a stakeholder in mm -hmm. the company that runs the prison this isn't a situation of um you know the government out farming things it's like nah they they have lock stock and barrel turned it over to these folks and that's what we're seeing in these detention centers and you, you know if you are turning it over to an entity that has no accountability mm-hmm. no accountability what you're going to see is them just continuing to squeeze as much money as they can yep. to the detriment of those that are in in that particular and, system and, so. and go a step further it's not the warden in pennsylvania and this is a facility that wouldn't fall under this jurisdiction or this change but there was a judge that, that, that was a, right. a stakeholder in that private you know and he was sending kids there like this that kind of shit is just that i want to say that's actually one of the reasons that like (laughs) it was 
matter of fact we can do this next but i was talking about um so the green party you know obviously comes around every four years and people kind of throw them out as like a protest vote option um for a lot of people um i don't think it's a really good protest vote option for black people um and i'll I'll get into that in a second but one of the things that was interesting was someone brought up like well that's why you know you should look into libertarianism and i was like yeah when i was younger i already did and i hate it like it's like like it's like i actually hate that shit more than any other party um they justify so much shit through capitalism and it's not like it's not true the world like capitalism is not by itself a good thing you know what i mean like this idea of well you just do something to get the most money it's like well when you privatize shit like a prison you now have incentivized incarcerating people that should not be something that we reward people for doing like yeah. find a way to get rich out of putting people in jail because guess what they're gonna start doing shit that is a little bit shady to get more people in jail and to get more money from it so it was you know i like uh i remember it was ron paul this is in like uh either 08 or 2012 uh but during one of the debates they were talking about health care and it must have been 2012 because i think obamacare passed already or something uh and he was like <laughs> yeah we i mean if you can't afford health care then you might just have to die and i was like that's the realest shit you've ever said and i appreciate you being honest but that's why i can't fuck with you i cannot have a president that thinks it's okay for motherfuckers to just die because it's inconvenient monetarily and that is uh you know that's one of the reasons i can't fuck with libertarians man um but anyway yeah so prison ain't the answer and let's go ahead and get into uh some fucking with black people um so we can talk about the green party because <sighs> these motherfuckers was tripping uh let me find my music i'll let you guys talk i'm just gonna say 100 uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> oh wait turn this up We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game where we go all around the globe and we uh get articles and we score them from zero to a hundred intervals of twenty five for how much we feel fucked with as black people. Today's contestants, uh, everybody, everybody in the club getting tipsy. Ha <laughs> ha um so um let me make sure i put this in the right category um oh here we go so jill stein is uh the candidate for president for the green party Mm -hmm. you guys may have heard of her um you may have heard of her from such hits as having a all-white juneteenth celebration in philly in philly Oh really? Cause ain't no niggas in Philly. We all know this. Ain't none, right? There's none there. <laughs> How you gonna find them? I don't know. Is this uh, at any rate? Anti anti vaccination science. <laughs> I do appreciate the white people that came out though. That's some real shit. I w- if I but but also on some real shit, white people. If you show up to an event called Juneteenth and you don't see not now black person, completely fine if you want to go home. I would go home. I don't, oh. I don't count it again. Yeah, it's like if I went to a Pride event and it was like, yeah, so we ain't inviting no gay people, but it should be pretty cool. I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and hit the crib. I don't wanna be in this photo. Uh, y'all scrub me out of that. I don't wanna be on the internet in this meme. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, 
um jill stein's vp doubled down on calling obama uncle tom in a truly wild town hall meeting but you won't people to vote for you though uh her vice presidential running mate ajumu baraku wait baraka sorry about that uh defended his decision to call president obama uh, uncle tom president saying he stands by his choice to use the use the racially charged slur he used to describe america's first black president uh let me see if i can play this moment because i believe it's on uh twitter now that's a little bit different than making legitimate arguments Right? Do you see what I'm saying? Well, you know, in, in that conversation, it was to a specialized audience that understood the, the context and the reason why I framed that in that way. Is there any good context? Uh, like, well, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's not going to be Uncle Tom either. No, there's no good Tom, none, none, none of that. What I wanted to do was basically to, to tell people who had this, that still had this, this hope in, in Barack Obama that if we were concerned and serious about how, how we could displace white power, we had to uh, 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 demystify the policies and the positions uh, of this uh, this individual. So that was how it got framed to sort of uh, shock people into a more critical look at this individual, uh, and that's how how I did it. And I, I stand by that, even as, even though it sounds very inflammatory and provocative, and, and and probably very strange to this massive audience here uh, tonight. And for you, Dr. Steinman, you're making the decision to pick Mr. Baraka, obviously. Uh, he was your choice. That didn't bother you. You saw past and explained to the audience, once they start getting deeper into seeing your, both your backgrounds, this is going to come up. What do you want them to know? Yeah, I, I am so grateful that we have an opportunity to go beyond sound bites. And I understand Ajamu's passion, his frustration, and his struggle. And I also understand his transcendence and the way in which this is uh, this is a challenge to us all right now to both feel the passion of our struggle but also to be capable of transcending it and uh, connecting with each other, healing our wounds and forging uh, a bigger vision and a bigger community that we have to be if we are going to survive in this country and in this world. So, you know, I think we have all uh, you know, been guilty of using some language that doesn't play well as a soundbite. And I look forward to having the longer conversation that allows us to actually see, you know, and I worked with Ajamu for, for years, so I know that I have never heard him. All right, so... <clears throat> By the way, my eyebrows had to come off of my face. It was... I can't roll my eyes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> For real um so here's my thing um on the one front um it's very weird for baraka to be speaking about his policies on dismantle white supremacy blah blah blah. well you're running for v you're running as vp um and like you're not president you're not running for president of the green party you're running as vp so even you're kowtowing to the to the way that this uh is framed over there um and also he like i i find that this is a recurring theme with black people that are really 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 progressive in these type of spaces where it's like i'm so progressive i'm past being a democrat and i'm on to whatever this other party that i'm into they harbor so much anti-blackness in many cases 
that they will never get the black vote like they're not treating it seriously 90 something percent of white black people approve of the way president obama has been president even those who have the like okay i wish he would have done this i wish he could have been more like that even those people are still understanding of the environment that he's put that he's in like mm-hmm. like it's not like they just went i thought he was gonna solve racism and he didn't <laughs> white people feel like that black people do not feel like that like black people are all like we all kind of folded our arms and went now watch how america let this motherfucker know mm-hmm. that this shit ain't about to happen mm-hmm. like all like everybody every black person i know has had the um man i just hope they don't kill him speech that's yeah, how real and I, and I will say that to the lee's office but that's how real it was that's the difference between us and a lot of other people in this country like we were on some if he don't die in eight years we won like we yeah, like that's sure. how it started you know what yeah, I'm saying? we know we know when we get put in in powers of position the bullshit we all have to fucking deal with in our offices in all sorts of structures even blacks made structures where right once you get a you get some authority what happens is you start to get undermined from fucking jump street so there was no doubt that we knew that was going to happen to the president as well so to me it's like it's obvious and also this green party bullshit listen i know they don't want me to vote for them Mm -hmm. for one specific reason joe stein picked this dude who has the audacity to call out beyonce listen let me tell you something if you want black the only person that has a higher uh approval rating than the president right now with black people is motherfucking beyonce so if you don't put somebody on your ticket that has the nerve to come talk about how and i'm gonna quote this motherfucker here right here he cannot life of me understand how beyonce's commodificate commodified caricature of black opposition was in any way progressive i didn't see opposition i saw the imagery and symbols of authentic black radicalism grotesquely transformed into a depoliticized spectacle by gyrating light-skinned booty short clad sisters end quote man fuck that dude yeah he came at two of the trilogy dog he came at beyonce and barack Nah. Like, I don't know what he gonna say about Michelle to, like, round this shit up, but Yee! it's already, I was already on fuck him from the Beyonce shit. The Uncle Tom stuff with, um, with Obama, like I said, I'm not even trying to debate that. Like, I know there's some black people that really don't, you know, like, I don't fuck with the president. I get it. Here's the thing. If your goal is to seriously court the black vote, you can't talk about the president like that. That's my only point. You can't tell me to take you seriously. Because instead you just become an inflammatory uh, party and it makes it seem like, and this is just seems to be a trend in my opinion, the black people that have positions of power over there talk just like the fucking Republican black people that have positions no. of power where it's a lot of y'all on the democratic pro- plantation y'all black people need to do this with y'all votes y'all falling for this and that and the other it's a whole bunch of like like i can't if you close your eyes and or just uh you wrote down the transcript to like a um uh a herman cain speech or what uh what uh ajuma just said like with the uncle tom rhetoric and the y'all the real slaves type shit people would be like yeah it's the same type of attitude towards us which is this one of disdain like you black people are too stupid to be actually voting your own interests like we don't know what we're doing with our votes of course the default is of course white people know what they're doing they don't have to be convinced but black people we should just be throwing our loyalty towards anybody who tells us to do it and it's sad because this shit was a self-fulfilling prophecy it makes hillary clinton the only option for a lot of black people Mm -hmm. like it may like you don't have 
you don't have the pressure to really apply to her because it, you you're you now have it like everyone threw up the green party as like this ultimate like we can go there N- no you you just thought of it you can't go there you just showed me that you can't even pretend long enough for me to be like all right maybe we can be voting for the green party like even fucking donald trump tried to pivot and you sound like him to me like you don't really believe your bullshit you just think let me get as many third party votes as i can so that i can like what whatever so i can galvanize this as as, as for the power the little bit of power and fundraising i can get out of this it's such bullshit and the green party is so like um radical for the sake of saying they're radical versus actually being radical, which is the other thing that I have a problem with. And I also think they look really dumb right now. I think they used to, you know, rest their laurels on like, you know, Rosa Clemente was one of their, you know, um, candidates and they, you know, they, they have women candidates like, Mm -hmm. okay, so do the Democrats now. Well, we have black candidates. Well, so do the Democrats now. Like, what's your point? And they could operate very radically, but all their tactics, everything that they do is fucking part and parcel bullshit that we've all seen before. Right. So until they actually be- become a radical movement, I don't actually have any reason to even pay attention to them, quite frankly. And honestly, man, um, it seems like the same fucking type of dude is always a spokesperson. Same thing happened with Bernie. Like these really like, I'm so far left. I'm different than these other Democrat, than these Democrats. Cause I'm, I'm about this social justice. I'm ready. All of them go get the same fucking guy. It's the same killer Mike. Uh, you know, I have problems with women. I'm talking down to black people. Uh, the president is a coon. Uncle Tom sellout. It's the same fucking guy. Cornell West. I hate the motherfucking president too. He's an uncle Tom niggerized president. And, and, and it, like you will appeal to probably a good, I don't know, 5% of black people that harbor that type of like, I'm, I'm more blacker than you. You will har, you will get those people. 95% of us fucking hate that guy. Like when that guy shows up, we're like this motherfucker again. Right. He show up at the front of you. Want to argue with everybody. Want right. to fuss with everybody, fight with everybody. But like, why y'all invite me no more? Cause I want to join a goddamn barbecue. I don't want you arguing with Jim and them over there at the space table for three hours. No one likes uncle. Why you buy Jordans? Nobody like that dude. Dog. No, so you keep getting the same fucking guy and it te- it turns off so many black people and it's amazing because what it really says is that the white people in charge of those organizations or campaigns have no fucking idea what black people want because you no, no, go no. find the one dude who don't give like you go find the one dude that we're like we don't fuck with his politics what are you talking about like we people fuck with those politics on some like well what we need to do is organize and get unity and shit like when you talk like that that's when people like people do that when like on the side like yeah man you know we really want to solve racism we just put our money in the black bank and that'll you're like okay but in the meantime let's come up with some like maybe realistic strategies now nah, man we just need to like stop buying jordans y'all staying in line for xbox like oh wait this just became black shaming Right. you buy things and you black look at you you the problem it's like okay so i'm the problem yeah. okay got and, it yeah and it's nice to put your money in the bank but guess what put my money in the bank ain't gonna stop a bullet yeah oh you know beyonce the real problem man fuck out of here dog gotta have money to put money in the bank that's the first thing so let's let's really right. keep real about the lack of wealth that are in our actual communities you talking about going what am i gonna put my my, my 25 cents left for my fucking pay, paycheck at my minimum wage job that i can't afford for my to live and i live in a food desert and i'm eating shitty food like really like we have actual community problems that have to be solved I, you want to be radical how about you have samaria rice samir rice's mom is your fucking vice president right uh, 
that's fucking radical. That's bringing actual black people to a table they've never been at before. How about you do that and see what what the response is from from people? And what's amazing too is like, because I don't want to skip over this. Her answer to it now she's co-signing a black person calling another black person uncle tom and she could not have given a more like vague non-answer to that shit you say nothing it was a bunch of words that don't have anything to do with your transcendence <laughs> does she even know what the fuck that I, word means honestly <laughs> that was the most word salad i put down i don't know what the sub by the time she was done i forgot what the object subject and verb was like what was she talking about what was the question she i don't, don't know. know she, she don't like, feel I, she don't feel comfortable co-signing that shit either and it sounds like she didn't vet her candidate you know like honestly it, she sound like when mccain had to be like so when they were like so sarah palin couldn't name one fucking magazine she read when she said she read all the magazines and he's just like oh uh reading is fundamental okay <laughs> um you know i watch i listen to the read uh, uh like it's just, like it's just it just makes no fucking sense man so yeah it's it's not a viable option for the black vote man like honestly dog i like i understand the ultimatum that like mark lamont hill wants to put the democratic party into i understand it this ain't it like when i see that i'm just like yeah that doesn't prove shit like all you're doing is throwing your fucking vote away because those people don't care about your vote you know like, they would have more than just every four years popping up to do stuff. They would have local candidates in all of these elections actually on the ground working with communities. That's how you build a political movement. It's not every four years you pop up and try and say why you're better than all these other people that have been doing that work, good, bad, or indifferent, that have been in these communities and working. And and also it just takes away from the importance of local elections too. Because God, I mean, let's let's keep it real. Obviously, the president is important, but we're talking about uh, on a lot of local levels that, that these local elections affect our day-to-day lives a lot more right. so this this emphasis on that also just detracts from that lets people think that like oh well if i don't have a good presidential candidate then i don't even need to go look go to go vote you could not vote for president and still vote for all the other elections if you feel really strongly you hate hillary you you can't vote for the green party obviously never trump great that's that's your prerogative and that is your um you know right that you have as an american but right. i i would just implore folks to go to the voting booth and make sure you're voting for your district attorney your school board president your fucking sheriff all right. of these things that are really critical to the life that you live so so that's all i would say about that all i'm saying is this nobody's come up with something interesting to do with they vote yet like everything i keep hearing is like you know that sounds pretty fucking stupid or predictable like it's not like the vote the way our system is designed there's nothing interesting to do it's like three options with your fucking vote maybe four if you count not voting so it's like no one's come up with this like game-changing paradigm like we'll just give it to the green party it's like okay imagine if they won what the fuck man we don't know what the fuck they're gonna do they have no inroads built anywhere else like how they even get some shit passed you know like i went to their uh platform to see like okay what do they think about race it really just like they copied and pasted like the, like black activism definition. It's like they just copied. They like we we are about 
fixing the black community uh mark out uh can you mark out black lives matter.org yeah all right put green party right there thank you all right um we are also about it's like get the fuck out of here man oh, like no ties to those communities right like, extra, like just shady as fuck you know, it's so crazy the, the the inroads and the system and two parties and whether there can be an actual third party i've found humor in watching republicans do the 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 dance from one side to the other about straight party ticket voting right they're all about you know hey click republican straight down until they've got a fucking disaster at the top of the ticket yeah oh, wait, i'm about I'm to like, hold on i'm about to switch to a new session guys this is gonna take like one minute give me one second i'm gonna invite you all back on screen all right let's see call the audience um all right let me get you guys back on screen okay go live all right i'm inviting you back on screen and let me find leslie and drew real there's leslie inviting her back on screen um andrew and i'll give you guys a second to get your mics right um all right i'm muted you so we good all right uh so yeah i'm sorry drew i didn't mean to cut you off go out go ahead man no just that there isn't oh wait i can't hear drew what happened oh let me unmute melody say that again drew i'm sorry but just that the system isn't designed for a third party. There just isn't a, a viable third party option. They, that hasn't been the system's intent to allow a third party. And the Green Party comes in like once every four years, like, hi, let us come to the party. Like, that's never going to happen. And Republicans now are doing this dance with whether they want or don't want straight party ticket voting, where you can like hit Republican, down ballot, all Republican. They loved that until they've got a disaster at the top of the ticket mm-hmm. right now like wait a minute we want to be able to like vote all these other republicans but not the president they so used they- to be in formation like that was the one thing i used to be so envious of republicans about was their ability to be like fuck my, my personal gripe in one area the point is we have to win and that's the only fucking thing we care about we will sort out the rest after we get in office mm-hmm. and like the democratic party since it's a coalition of people with different interests that have different hierarchies of how important it is to them the the difference has always been that you know the the democratic party has a harder time like in this in this part of the movement like actually uh organizing to get the vote and to get everyone on the same page and keep everyone from infighting and all that shit that's much harder because there's actual people with positions in these things there's actual people with voices um this is actually what democracy should look like it should be really messy on the side but the other side until trump had always been like well look most important thing is we win so i'm sorry if you're gay but fuck you being gay we we need them votes to win we need the evangelical vote to win um oh what you're you happen to be poor yeah we're not gonna do shit for you um but you don't like black people right okay so we're gonna keep our thumb on the necks of black people so it's it's one of the two like they found the hierarchy of issues and they were just like anybody else go fuck yourself um but i think democrats govern so much fucking better because of that like i think when they come up with policy all policy is going to be flawed obviously but when they come up with policy it does it is more inclusive it is more thought out it is more nuanced um they don't you know that like they don't have the just banner of well muslims are the problem and that's just the end of this shit like they don't say that stupid shit because it's like well some of our voters are muslims it's not that i think these people are so much better than republicans and shit they just they have more constituencies that they are tied to so they can't just fucking say 
the ridiculous shit the republicans can and trump is the ultimate example of why you don't do that because now his mm-hmm. his support is eroding and he's pretty much unelectable in my opinion and, and look at the you're talking about the party the gop having like that lockstep sort of unison it's so ingrained they have people now that are saying they're going to vote for trump but not right. support trump like i don't yeah. understand how you vote for somebody but physically then repudiate him and his views and don't support him i that that's unbelievable they're doing it they're, like Cruz and other people like i'm gonna vote republican I'm gonna yeah vote republican. it's the first him. it's the first time that i've ever heard them come out of their talking points because typically mm-hmm. they just front they just like romney's a fucking mormon we don't you know we're never gonna have a mormon president but they're just like you know what uh i love his religious values and his family. and you're like huh you got right back into you a week ago you were like you can't let this special underpants wearing motherfucker be president and now you're back to you know this is really great and we need uh we need people with religious backbone unlike that muslim obama and shit it's crazy like they can't even do it with trump that's how bad it got they're just like look he he crazy to me too okay it's funny to me too but I just don't like women and black people that much. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think what we've been seeing from the GOP is, and it's been, uh, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a political news junkie, and so mm-hmm. what I've been, it's been interesting to watch since President Obama took office through now, and what has happened in the GOP. One, a lot of what we're seeing is a direct um, racist reaction to our first black president. So mm-hmm. that's how you get the Tea Party. That's how you get a hijacking of the party. That's how you get Trump, quite frankly. It's a, it's a very direct line between those two things. But more importantly, I think the GOP, you know, we have seen two candidates from them prior to Trump. We saw McCain, stalwart, war hero, old dude, reaches across the aisle, mm-hmm. lose. We then have them put up the pretty boy, rich, mm-hmm. connected, dad was a governor, governor of a state himself, a, a democratic state no less lost again i think that they are having a, a tough time defining what that is and unfortunately what that in the void of that they are left with racists and this this is what what we have, have seen you know rise to the top and now um the question becomes what they're going to do coming out of this because i don't just see um hillary winning big i do and i do see that right. but more importantly i see these state races going not their way at all because right we have seen consistently we can go from state to state whether it's north carolina and voting rights or we go to um florida and see all of the problems they're having mm-hmm. there like we have so many states where gop led i mean here in michigan i could literally talk for two and a half hours about where our gop led government has led this this entire state into the ground from flint to benton harbor to kalamazoo here in grand rapids i mean it's really really bad they've done horrible things to communities across the board they haven't been good for economies they haven't even been really good for rich people and they don't have a base to pull from anymore they don't get to say i mean even you know i have i have some very very wealthy friends and even i talk to them and they're like i just nothing they're doing is even helpful to me they can't even well quite clearly it makes sense because it doesn't even make sense there anymore and so i you know it's they're in probably the worst crisis they've been in since they came up with the southern strategy and it's frightening to think of what they're gonna try to do to right this ship after this election is over you know where can it go what else how much fucking xenophobic jingoistic racist can they get well the thing is the republicans could take the racism out and and amp up the low, the small government thing and actually appeal to a lot more people than, than they think they can. And still do their anti-black shit. Here's, I mean, here's my thing though. Um, 
and leslie pointed out and she's uh, so much of this has just been a reaction to the our first white president mm-hmm. um could you imagine what the reaction would have been to our first like nigga president like not like barack not, not obama is black in the cut. in the like most white acceptable ways right in america like the ways that racial. i mean for real he right could not he was raised by white people like this is he went to harvard we are talking about the least um you know the, in your face right. blackness that we could get even as black as he is because trust he's right black he's as still as black as fuck, fuck. Yeah. um but but the point being like this was the on the paper this is the acceptable black person like oh cool he's well educated he's well spoken he's married he's uh you know he he was raised in a in a household by white folks he was he's from hawaii like he's Our- yeah exactly like he's this is the chillest most acceptable version of blackness he can kind of see our point and see our side uh even and even he has had they even reject his racial experience in this country when he's like you know racism still happens and it can be pretty fucked up they're like whoa 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 buddy we elected you so technically you are wrong all right nothing racist has ever happened to you (laughs) and any other black person by extension like if we would have had like a literal like uh jesse jackson ass president up in there man i don't know what would have happened with the they might just burn shit down like that might have been the riots it would have might have been police shoot somebody and before black people can do anything white people just start burning our shit down you're like oh shit because that's the react like just the reaction of um uh the whole our lives matter the blue lives like, like all the that shit the, the what fox news has become like it like i remember when fox news was a joke and now it's like a parody of a joke it's like john stewart took all the highlights but and, and all the worst clips but now it's that all the time like it's like even even regular news quote unquote like cnn and msnbc is a parody of the news it used to be like right, i just check out a lot of that stuff right but i'm like it's just like it's is this is all a reaction to having a black president like in my opinion because the conversation has shifted so crazy like where we're, we're you have a cnn having a panel and like three of the people are just doing racist trolling like these were experts this is who you put on your news station you don't just go i'm sorry you're not qualified for this conversation we thought we were going to have someone actually talk policy and reality but that is the new reality because that's how crazy us having a black president has made certain white people it's just like boom we're gonna be talking crazy because i can't handle a world where there's a black dude in the white house and listen don't don't think that we're not gonna see a similar backlash with our first women president yes look i i am not a hillary fan so i'll preface all kevin hart this. she the kevin hart she is the kevin hart of politics a lot of people (laughs) but i will say that you know seeing the um just the the rhetoric already with regard to her and and how sexist it is i just see and the hate honestly i don't think people even hated obama as much as they hate hillary i haven't seen it It, it's so and this has been her life i mean when she was in office you know i'm old so i remember when the clintons took office and hillary was like nah i'm I'm not gonna be no doing no literacy i'm up Mm -hmm. here trying to get some work done and people were like that bitch she needs her fucking place blah 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 and i'm that is the same rhetoric you hear today about hillary clinton she doesn't know her place and she needs to know her place as a woman and it ain't in the fucking white house that's for sure yeah i Um, think even the even the purity test shit 
was is specifically because she's a woman i don't think we we don't do that like we expect dishonesty from politicians but when it's a woman it's like no women have to always tell the truth and be straight up with us like just the even the uh to put that as as a as a qualification for what you want in a president seems fucking ridiculous to me um and especially if you're gonna only come down hard on the one candidate like the other dude is lying way harder uh fucking like when they talk about the crime bill and it's like super predator super predator super predator super predator super predator, super predator, super predator and i'm like you know what that was fucked up and then it's like so but bernie voted for it and that's the other option and it's like well that's different see he had gave a speech one time i'm like whoa whoa it like it's either fucked up for everybody or it's or or it's not like you can't just pick and choose when it's fucked up but i really do think most people cannot separate and i I think it's on the subconscious level i don't think it's conscious uh for most people there's a lot of well-meaning people who think like oh no i really love women i'm really da da da. but when it comes down to it it's like this white woman is a problem because she's not perfect and that's and that's all it is it's like well there's no perfect 20-year politician it's like it don't fucking matter what the realism of it is or what the other options are i don't like her and i'm never gonna like her and it's like all right well we were spoiled you don't get to like every president like yeah. <laughs> we got I like george w bush yeah. but somehow i soldiered the fuck on <laughs> right. and also the the idea about i mean honestly this whole election just comes to me it's like we're talking about a former first lady a former senator a former secretary of state against someone who's never held office ever in the history of she's ever. so fucking overqualified compared to him it's not a choice there's not, not a so choice talking about quite frankly and the fact that you would even fix your think you say you care about our country and think that putting anybody in charge of it that has no foreign <clears throat> policy experience no domestic policy experience no experience is just I don't even know what to say. It's like it's, it's laughable. I actually don't even take it. It, it makes experience. a lot of sense, Lizzie. The the, the <clears throat> group and the demographic that, that Trump and the GOP like really get in their wheelhouse. And I forget the the name of this, but there's this like what I feel is real, I think is real, right? right. Regardless of <clears throat> evidence and science. And you can present facts to me, but what I feel is real to me, your That's facts I can refute in some way. That's the Wall Street Journal. That's the Huffington Post. Like whatever, you know, this feels real to me, so therefore it is real. In that, if that's their base, right? That's the kind right. of person they're courting. Now put on a fucking 24 hour loop of crooked Hillary. Put on right. a fucking three month loop of Benghazi. Bring those fucking people up on stage at your, your GOP convention. What's going to happen? You know, these are people that what I feel is what is real to me. And what I hear is Fox News and this just constant stream of just negativity. There, if you listen to the GOP convention, it was like, holy fuck, what country are you guys talking about? I've never heard more doom and gloom in my life. Well, they you even know? say stuff like, do you feel safer? And you're like, well, statistically and technically, we actually literally are safer. There's not a... It doesn't really matter what I feel like in this particular conversation, but okay. Right. You know, we had this, we had this Republican friend, I say had in the past mm-hmm. tense, that, that <laughs> came to our house and asked Drew, does he feel lucky? Right? No, listen, this motherfucking white ass fucking, and I, I'm white, listen, I love, you know, I'm not like anti-white. Oh, wait, Uncle you Cuckus. didn't show everybody your shirt, oh, yeah. though, baby. Uncle Cuckus is live today. H- hold on, what, what, what is, oh my god, I love that shirt, dog. I love that shirt. Do you, on the real, listen, this, this is, Tangentially, I bought this shirt like 20 years ago. I bought it for <laughs> Leslie's family. I wear it to like barbecues. And shit. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God. I love 
<laughs> just for her family. Only for them. Yeah, I, I, like I wear, I wear, uh, I've been wearing like these pro black shirts and stuff for like probably last year. And you so. can tell who don't get them. And yeah, every once in a while I'll have a awkward interaction, but it's but it's always awkward because like they're scared to say shit to me. It's just like they'll look at me awkwardly. But uh, I love the positive interactions, man. I like. Uh, we went to a bar and I had on my, uh, Black Women Save My Life shirt and, uh, this, uh, wait, uh, the, uh, waitress, cashier lady, she was like, um, I love that shirt. And I was like, yep. And she was like, uh, did you know Black women are the most educated, um, uh, uh, group in, uh, in America? I was like, I did know that. And she was like, uh, she's like, yeah, I, my friend, we went to college together and now she just got her like doctorate or something like that. And, you know, and she's a black woman. And I was just like, wow, like that's so amazing. She was like, shit, if I had known that black woman was doing it like that, I would have just been like, uh, that's actually part for the course. Keep doing your thing. You know, and I was like, word. And then, uh, while she was like, you know, um, cashing me out or whatever, I was like, yeah, uh, did you know black women are also number one entrepreneur uh growing group and she was like i did not know that and i was like that's right they're magic and they're real and then i went and sat down but she but it was just like you know that was a cool interaction i had because of the shirt you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. she just was i have way more of that type of like where'd you get that shirt from i like that shirt than i have with the like awkward old white dude looking at me yeah. type shit so it depends on where i am charlene carruthers and i were talking the other day about traveling mm-hmm. in our shirts and like because i just will say preface this with i hate traveling and flying in particular is just one long microaggression from start mm. to fucking finish from them feeling need to always search in my hair to mm. you know um when i get up to go to first class some white woman feeling needed to, to stop me and say hey they, they call first class bitch i can hear thank you mm. i'm aware that of what they called uh all sorts of shit so i usually have to decide like is this a day i'm going to interact with people or do i want to be super standoffish mm. and that will dictate what shirt i wear because if it's like don't fucking fuck with me then i'm wearing unapologetically black or you know unapologetic negro so that everybody's just like Stay away, stay away. Mm. You know, what's funny is the, uh, my East Coast and Midwest and depending on the apparel, like, so th- my, this, I heart black, I get, I don't wear that anywhere. That's only for Leslie's family, but I have some like Black Lives Matter and pro black stuff, but most of the stuff I wear is like a little bit harder on white people. Like I have a shirt that says raise better white people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Yo, that raise better white people. Oh, white people get so pissed at him when listen, he wears listen, it. Listen, oh my the, gosh. The pro black stuff in Philly was yeah. met with like constant side eye. Like white mm. dude wearing the black lives anything and feel they're like, Pfft. right. Here <laughs> <laughs> in Grand Rapids, here in Grand Rapids, a black even like a tiny little button or a bracelet that I'll forget right. that I have on, and I get all kinds of cookies from black folks. Yeah, there, really, there aren't there's no pro black anything from white people here in, in Grand Rapids. Oh, or, okay. Or button, because black lives matter. Like I really like your button, sir. Right. But that, that's the other thing. Know. I'll forget what's on my shirt sometimes, and people will be like. I really love that shirt. Like one time we went to uh we went to Mavericks to eat and um I had my um Rosa Parks Nah shirt on mm-hmm. and this dude was like, Yo, I really love that shirt. It's it's hilarious, but it's true. It was just like this white dude and I was just like, the fuck is he talking? Oh yeah. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> like I didn't even what's funny is when I bought the shirt, I never even thought to myself, like, what do I want? 
people to think or like is it offensive if white people think a certain thing or whatever but i was like nah you co-signing the message so you good with me like and it is funny she was like nah i'm not moving um so so yeah it was uh like yeah it has been uh pretty interesting wearing these shirts and yeah stuff. it was i think one time we had went to chopped and it was hilarious in chopped because we went to chopped I think like everybody on the line started talking about your shirt. Like one dude was like, "I like your shirt" because it was like, "Oh yeah, uh, black woman." Uh, black women save my life. Yeah, black women yeah. save my life. And the dude pointed it out, and then all the women pointed it out. So <laughs> as we went down the line, everybody was just coming off the shirt. Yeah, everybody's just like, "Where you get that shirt from, man?" I was like, "I just got it off a of Teespring, man. You just go out there and search black, and I just get shirts." And they was like, "Okay, uh, is it Teespring dot com?" Like, "Yep." Yep. Er- like, "What kind of dressing you want on the salad?" I'm just like. <laughs> You want something pepper? All right. Text Max Ranch. Hey, where you get that shirt from? Ask him where you get that shirt. Right. Would you like extra onions? Where you get that shirt? <laughs> That's how that conversation went. And what's hilarious is that Roger got a, I'm with her. And it's more. For, no, it's girl. I guess I'm with her. Yeah, girl. I guess I'm with her. And that's more for Hillary Clinton. Right. But it's amazing how people think the shirt is about me. Right. I'll be with Karen and I'm like, that's not a compliment at all. I guess right. Like I'm standing next to her. This woman was like, "I want to get this shirt for my husband." I was like, "But what?" (laughs) I was like, "Does he feel apathetic about voting for Hillary Clinton as well?" No, (laughs) she she didn't. She's like, "Cause he be like, oh, girl, I guess I'm with her when he talking about me." And I was like, "Oh, that's not good. No, no." I was like, "You you didn't, you didn't get the point of the shirt, baby." Yeah, but hey, you know what? Y'all still together, and that's what really matters. Do one of those like side by side videos with Rod wearing some like pro black shirt into someplace having these experiences, and me going into Walmart with raised better white people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, see, that was the other thing. I did draw the line at. I haven't. I haven't ventured into wearing my uh shut the fuck up white people shirts like i don't have any shirt like i was about to buy one the other day and it was like don't shoot i'm a white woman or something like that <laughs> and i was like i can all oh go ahead go ahead leslie i said i'm wearing a white trolling shirt today becky by another name still a becky <laughs> <laughs> like i i was like i had this shirt it was like uh i think it said don't shoot it was like officer don't shoot i'm a white woman and i was like oh i should get that then i was like i can already see me walking right past a police officer and he's like motherfucker uh i smell weed get up against this wall you know i was like i don't even want to deal with whatever the fuck is gonna happen because of this shirt um all right so uh let's do another one guys okay um Al Roker became an internet hero today. Um, oh, he did? What happened? Well, you know, Ryan, is it Ryan Loke, Locky? Is that even Locky? Oh, Lockty. that Olympian dude? Yes. Ryan Itwan. Um, shout out to Firestarter. Um, he, you know, he and some other swimmers like jumped a Brazilian like security people, broke, fucked up this gas station lot of said they got robbed he hopped the plane back to america before he could get in trouble the other two dudes got pulled ah! off of a plane oh, but he didn't go back to the hotel room and they was like peace they was they, they probably was on a private plane i was really thinking about this like he had one waiting he was like uh let me call phelps i know he got a plane waiting i'm gonna just use it real quick yeah, yeah every time he was gone when he didn't check out i talked to justin about this yesterday and he was like man i just don't understand why the other two dudes are running late i said i don't think you get it there's no fucking way Ryan Lockie told him he was leaving. No. Like, I he guarantee. Don't nobody know 
nobody know them other kids dudes he was right. like i gotta go y- y'all y'all ain't the story don't nobody give a shit what y'all did you know right. he texted them you know he texted them from america like y'all straight what are you talking about <laughs> they, come, they come and get y'all yet what are you talking about hey man i'm uh back in miami man did y'all catch a plane too what what do you catch a plane for what we gotta go talk to the authorities this morning Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Texas, what what movie did you guys watch on the plane yeah <laughs> <laughs> you get a little bag of almonds that's great <laughs> oh Breakfast shit was good you're getting in- interviewed by the cops i watched cool running on the plane it was cool <laughs> Um, it's a it's a great time to be alive because we all were able to watch al roker literally run out of fucks live yeah here here's a i'm gonna play this for everybody so you guys can see it uh karen i'm taking you off screen okay and i'm gonna share my screen so you guys and i'm gonna blow it up so you guys can see in the chat but this is al roker uh interviewing him he lied to you yeah he lied to matt lauer lied to his mom he uh he he left his teammates hanging while he skedaddled, he certainly right. lied about some details. No, no, he lied. No, Billy. Some details? Billy. Not there was some no details. robbery. He, okay, there was no robbery. There was no pullover. There was nothing. Nobody there was no gun, a gun to his head. head. Hold on, he lied. Okay, calm down. Listen. If, <laughs> if a security guard is standing in front of in front of you with a badge yeah. and is asking for money and you don't speak Portuguese. There was a translator. Right. Well, the swimmers, Jimmy Fegan said there wasn't. So it's, there's a but different the fact story. Is, but but if someone's saying you'll give he, me money or you can't leave. He lied. Sure, he embellished no, that. No, 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 money, no. Money unwillingly embellish. came out of his pocket. He lied. Oh. They were, they were knocked out. He, he said they were, they were, their car was hit. That's not true. That's that a lie. <laughs> Gun to the head is a, a dirty hairy moment is a lie. That didn't happen. They weren't so sideswiped. He created all of these moments to make himself look like. Okay. But, you know, but, I, I've stared them down in the face. It was, like you said, the dirty, hairy moment. I mean, look, come you, on. You look oh. at Mario Andrada, who's the, the Rio yeah. organizing guy. He said it was a terrible, you know, it, look, does he want an apology? He said, no, these are kids traveling abroad. They're great athletes. No. They're great swimmers. We don't want an apology no. from them. Ryan speak out. I think he owes the Brazilian people an apology. All right. Well, We'll, we'll agree. So. We'll, we agree to disagree. No, no I'm like, just saying. We, we talk about there's video of vandal. We haven't seen the video right. of the vandalism in there. Keir Simmons did a, a piece this morning. Right. Took them in there. There's nothing damaged not. in the bathroom. Look, there's we, certain elements, but the keep, general. Let's keep the an open general, mind. We'll keep an open mind. Hopefully, Ryan. There will was come a gun. On. Hopefully, Ryan will come on. Yeah. And give his side of the story. We'd, I hope so. we'd love to have him here on today. To Look, it's not a happens. shining moment, and there are embellishing moments. There right. are total untruths. In the end, Al. He shouldn't have lied to his mother. That's what I said. The one he lied That's to right. in the beginning was mom, and she then got the yeah. story the out question, there. The question is, and the then motive. I ran into why, why create this whole story? And we hope to hear from him, and hopefully he'll come on today, and, and he'll do that with us and allow himself to explain what happened. Hello today, fans. Thanks for checking out. Oh, oh my God. Al was, was done. Respect. First of all, he literally goes from refusing this Billy Bush, refusing who is uh, of the Bushes, by mm-hmm. the way, just to be clear on that point too, um, refuses to to actually just admit that this motherfucker lied, and then ends up blaming his mother for it. Like, well, really, his mom got the story out there. Did his mom come on TV and tell you exactly what happened? They have tried. Lochte that did that shit. They have tried they have to tried. boys, 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 this shit so it's many so times. It's crazy. And he is literally the one that Ryan lied to. I, this is the part that really gets me. Like, Billy Bush is the a, the the individual that Ryan Lochte came on television. He's a mm. journalist. Came on television and lied directly to his face. And he's defending him. I, 
I just I don't even understand conceptually. Like you're a journalist, you you got this get interview. This motherfucker lied to your straight to your face. He is a a poor source for you, and you look like an idiot. And yet, and yet, you here making excuses for his ass. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because white. Somebody said on Twitter that the real MVP was the um best straw in Al Roker's drink because he was just swirling it and swirling it like ah! <laughs> <laughs> that momo uh, um what you call that that uh fruity drink i like uh sangria mimosa mimosa yeah it was getting this twirl um, around yeah I, yeah i don't know what he was sipping on but yeah obviously um it was it was pretty bad man oh god mojito that's what it is mojito is that what it, okay yeah, it looked like they had some mojitos and he was sweating the hell out of it yeah I, I don't think you could stir with contempt but it was there uh, when, he said, when he said we haven't seen the video of the vandalism that's when the last <laughs> Adam is just like no. we haven't seen the video we talking about him lying directly to you and you talking about some fucking video calm down okay. calm down, calm I, down. I, I love practice, practice yeah and that calm down is so inflammatory like I really hate when people use that I hate like don't tell me to calm down when I'm like you're like you're helping to perpetuate this dude's story and i'm going this is bullshit and you're like whoa 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 just calm down calm down like nope don't calm me down motherfucker you know that's only gonna make me matter um all right here's that's a white counterpart either like it's so coded and like obvious mm-hmm. that you would only say that to a person of color or a woman like ugh, right the fucking privilege it's just gross well, he should punch him in his face i re- he look that's what the stir is every time he stirs it that's when he wanted to say you motherfucker or just slap him oh like, yeah he, want, he wanted to cuss him out but he said i stirred this drop um i stirred this drink up one more time uh white su- now this one here is close to home man i'm glad we got drew and leslie here Uh-oh. a white supremacist viciously stabs an interracial couple as they kiss outside of a bar like i can't even but we fucking imagine though right no not it's just i mean obviously we're post-racial here's the thing um kind of got something to do with donald trump make america great mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep he's uh uh apparently um he's a white supremacist he stabbed in a racial cup outside of washington bar uh in what police believe was a hate crime hmm. i mean no the way to tell yeah no way to tell i mean you know who was he stabbing the black one or the white one i mean how do we know how do we how can we say he stabbed them both let's not be presumptuous guys let's not be presumptuous uh daniel Rowe, 32 admitted to attacking a 47 year old black man and his white girlfriend while they were outside of a dive bar in olympia on tuesday night uh he's a skinhead um he has skinhead and white power tattooed on his body no idea what the motive is um he told police that he would go to a donald trump rally and stomp out more black lives matter group um if they will let him go and the police are like as temp- ah! as, as tempting as that is uh, you, we, we can't. can we can we we got cameras on with it no we can't yeah do this, uh, oh, turn the body cameras on the academy is starting next week we could just throw him in there and <laughs> get him trained up real good he said the magic words what he needs a lawyer no i want to go stop out black lives matter people uh, the police the police are like he was like if y'all let me go i'll go to a trump rally and kill black lives matter people and i was like well you know what my body camera just malfunctioned go ahead buddy get on out of here ah! <laughs> he loves that black woman 
<laughs> it was jealousy. Oh, it was a white woman? Oh, yeah. no wonder. Actually, and little, no, little known story that. about interracial couples. There are respectable ones and not respectable ones, and he stabbed the not respectable one, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, is that how it works? I didn't know that. There's when it comes to black and white uh, interracial couples. Well, the, specifically for white people and white supremacy, the, oh, okay. the uh, like the black, uh, you know, I don't want to use an inappropriate word, but like the black se- over sexualized black male mm. uh, is going to come and take us our white women. Like that's a oh, that's okay. a trope that gets black people killed literally, and it's still there's vestiges of that today. And white people, especially white supremacists, when they see a black man with a white woman, their thought is he's taken our woman. Right, the, right. This black man has taken our woman. When a white supremacist sees me or any other white man with a black woman, they think, oh, that beta cuck white fucking piece mm. of shit has given up his race. They right. don't really necessarily think I'm going to go stab him oh, or her. I think, I, think, I, I think you don't even have to go as dramatic as a supremacist. I think societally what, what, what mm. we see is um, a black man making a choice they shouldn't have and a white man being able to make whatever choice they want. Correct. We, right. we can look at even Loving v. Virginia. The argument the ACLU made was not that they, these two people should be allowed to marry. The argument was that you can't tell a white man what they can and cannot do in the, in the United States of America. That was the crux of their argument is what won the case. So that's what we see. Yeah. And we see it. I mean, I was, I would say we see it all the time. We say it all the time. Like, Oh, is it a couple like us or is it not? Because it's mm. very different how they, they are um, uh, treated societally, yeah, loving media and everything. Loving V Virginia won because it, it violated the rights of a white man, yeah. that white man's constitutional right to marry whomever he want was violated. That was the reason that. And there's also this thing too, where, um, We've never gotten over the fact that uh, marriage is essentially a purchase of goods and the goods being a woman. So, therefore, a black woman will be seen of less value. So, it's like a white person can, a white man's value can afford a black woman, obviously. But then when it's like, when you see a black dude with a white woman, it's like, what you do to get that white woman? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like what you buy that on sale? Is that like half off of white women going on somewhere? Like, uh, was it a buy one, get one free? Right. Like what is going on with your, with this, like how were you able to handle this? Uh, you're not supposed to be in this store, you know? So yeah, I, I can definitely understand that. Um, as far as, uh, maybe that being part of his motive. Um, but yeah, he was uh, outside kissing his 35-year-old girlfriend. Um keep in mind he's 47, so you know, he's doing good for himself. Um does she know he's 47? I feel like she knows now that this article's out, but he probably was lying. Ah! You know, black don't crack, man. He probably was like, "No, nah, I'm like 40." <laughs> 39, 41. Yeah. Girl, you know, I'm like 36. So black, black is crack, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. According to that video earlier with that. Martin Luther King was a slut, baby. Karen. He was a slut. He had he sex with white, white people. people. He fucked white people, okay, guys? <laughs> fucked us in multiple ways. Aww. Um, Aww. So, he died. Mm, he died. She should have she should have been like, he would have been all up on these titties that you hating on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my god. Yes that on the low like and now it's been a while but you guys can go back in the show if you want to or go look up the video yourself shadiest part of uh that entire video is the very opening part you can barely hear it but when she starts filming the black woman was like look how they hanging talking about her titties oh mm-hmm. it was, she said something like that's why they hanging like that or something like it was something so shady 
about her titties i was like damn she she wrote her titties you know, i meant to come back to that i do think that like not just the president I was, what we're seeing now with that white woman in the key is because black people are being unapologetically black like that upsets yeah. that kind of white person the most like i had a yep. conversation with a congregant at my church who cares about me and likes me and loves us and all this stuff who said directly to my face this black lives matter stuff isn't working because two years ago i never had to think about race yep that was right Mm-hmm. Literally, so they're mad. They're mad. Unironically, by the way. Unironically, <laughs> I was literally like this. in the bikini, looking like fucking sloppy, fucking I, pancake mess. Unironically, I literally was like, "But that's the point of the movement to make you see and talk exactly." About so it's working. So, um, so we did it. Yeah. yeah, it's like when people go, "Yeah, I don't think this protest is gonna work because what's it gonna matter if I'm stuck on the highway? You just making an enemy." Ah! It's like actually you just talked about how it worked because you know it happened and it didn't right. even happen to you and you, you mad and now you mad because the whole right. purpose no 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 not you inconvenience the idea of being inconvenienced like right. you didn't okay. even like these are people that didn't get stuck in traffic that didn't have anybody show up at their oh, brunch spot Lord. that are still like you just making enemies but you're talking about the issue though so you know i'm sure my i'm sure martin luther king made a lot of enemies with his protests i'm sure they weren't convenient for everyone involved right. sit-ins yeah come I'm on sure. I'm boycotts sure. yeah that's why he had to kill because i mean that's why they killed him because he was going after money yeah um all right uh so i'm assuming a hundred for everything oh yeah so uh, a hundred a hundred a hundred i forgot we was playing a hundred <laughs> these were pretty these are pretty bad today <laughs> these, are pretty, these are pretty horrible um so maybe it's time for a palate cleanser let's get into um some white people news Before you go, can I just get a, a quick comment that uh, mm-hmm. our palate cleanser is is blackness? It's like a, a POTUS, right? Is a, and I love that you're so petty. Your your palate cleanser is white people. News. Listen, man, white people you news. Do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. Way less stressful than our shit. Okay, mm-hmm. all that shit we just talked about. I mean, it can wear on the mind, you know. So we need to talk about some things that are bothering white people now, and what's important to them. Uh, for example. Did you guys know that Thomas Gibson joined Twitter? Who's Thomas Gibson, Karen asked. That's what I was about to ask. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know who no Thomas Criminal Gibson Minds is. dude, right? Yeah, we talked about him last week. He's the guy on Criminal Minds who got fired because he beat somebody up uh, on set. Oh, that's because the old, old people that fell asleep watching it don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. You have a producer. Uh, well, he... Um, 
join twitter just to explain what oh. happened that makes sense. this is gonna go so well this is <laughs> how could this possibly go wrong first of all he couldn't have got thomas gibson because um yeah that's a pretty common name i feel like if you just turned in joining twitter I, i'm just gonna say right now if your solution is to go to twitter your pr agent was not involved oh <laughs> there's no. no there's no layers his twitter <laughs> his twitter his twitter name is i'm thomas gibson <laughs> and he tweeted with he tweet mail terribly i'm assuming i'm i'm finding out like y'all this okay. white people news i don't check for this shit i just see the title oh, and say my bad my bad baby i'm bother reading these uh <laughs> i read the details of the black shit the white people shit i'd be like i'm surprised as y'all um so yeah uh apparently uh he went on he tweets with the hashtag thomas gibson um he says i wish i could thank each of you for your friendship and support i love criminal minds and i'm disappointed by what's happened hashtag thomas gibson i'm here <laughs> hashtag himself. i'm here on hashtag twitter so we can stay connected in the days to come and talk directly with each other hashtag thomas gibson uh does he know his <laughs> fan base don't tweet i hope he knows that most people that watch cbs they just keep the channel on that's how it's always america's number one watch network well what the fuck i watch a lot of tv and nothing is queued up from cbs you took supergirl gone so it's back to zero again it was one show now zero hashtag ted dancing hashtag tom gibson uh thomas gibson. he also does not know how to link tweets just so you know i'm looking at this right, right now <laughs> the support you show means the world to me and my family this is not an ending but a beginning as well thank you hashtag, thank you all hashtag thomas gibson now he's the dude from that um what's that that old uh sitcom with jenna elfman uh don't give like me the line oh uh shoot it was all for a bunch of years it, yeah but he was in that too that's what you would probably know darman greg is yes that, that's, that's darman greg. greg isn't he greg he greg yeah i guess so he's he's on the cover holding a white woman so i never watched that <laughs> one sorry uh yeah criminal minds he's had that job since 2005 damn i've been around forever that shit went to his they head didn't they fire shamar Moore from that show too mm-hmm. i think they so i'm on that set all the time actually from mm-hmm. what i remember apparently producers getting blasted the fuck down <laughs> the fuck are the, what are the writers saying to people <laughs> i want to know like what really pushes a actor with a, jo- oh. a steady ass gig <laughs> on television because it's that's like the dream for an actor like right you, you have a set schedule you get to come home to your family all of that shit to to beat a producer up on the on the set this wasn't even like he outside did, of he work didn't, he didn't have uh he didn't have the right kind of coffee right <laughs> that, mm. it's, i'm saying this dude's so entitled like i want a flat nothing. white goddamn it, it flat. nothing nothing he, yep, he kicked ass over a, his trailer being a foot shorter than somebody else yeah the the hazelnut creamer um he demanded what didn't wasn't there what if the writers are trolling him now like they're just like hey shamar can i talk to you for a second over here um we think in this next scene nigger 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 now what you gonna do buddy huh and then yeah. he punch him and then when they make the news it's just like hey man he just went crazy on the set one day right i mean look we all know that it's been a volatile situation ever since he got here and then with thomas gibson like what if he had like a love when they died of a horrible disease and the person brought it up you know what i'm saying who knows like they might maybe the writers deserve to be punched in the face and it's us that don't understand that's probably why shonda rhimes has the like kill anybody at any time clause right mm-hmm. she, I, you're gonna fucking have that leverage i don't got i'm not going that way i'm just gonna kill you off i feel yeah. like shonda just has that shit where she's like listen if i read about your own boss you out of here right 
like that's just like i got a ball alert uh queued up queued up and it says that uh, you've been problematic so yeah, uh your ass show up on groupie tails we got a problem yeah you died off camera oh uh, sorry <laughs> we, will, we will have yeah. your funeral and also the thing about shonda rhymes too i always go back to the whole thing with isaiah thomas and tr knight or whatever that guy's name is is oh uh, yeah isaiah washington was it isaiah yeah, washington right, right yeah. not thomas <laughs> he was definitely not on. <laughs> <laughs> not without his problems though isaiah thomas no isaiah <laughs> washington and tr knight which was that low-key like she got rid of both of those motherfuckers she was like no i'll kill your ass off too i know mm-hmm. you were wronged but this could have been handled differently and how it was handled wasn't wasn't my cup of tea mm-hmm. bye yep. uh so shout out to her uh isaiah got back on tv finally yeah, yeah. but now with shonda never will never will. <laughs> like he got back on it, like i'm just i just laughed when i saw him on the 100 i just was like good for you man it took you what him so much latitude like for mm-hmm. real like honestly if it was any other producer like they would have fired his ass the the second a whiff of that shit got out yep she tried to let him explain he really tried to like be like and then he had to go on the, on the fucking emmys like dude oh, my God. dude come on that apology was terrible too act like act like you got some sense let's try that for once and then we can, can move forward from there like how i can, just how can you be an actor but you can't feign the sincerity of a bad of a real apology you, you <laughs> should, you should be ready to go with that especially as a black actor like right. no offense, but look i'm telling look. y'all man i like if i was an actor i would i would apologize so like y'all would be like his apology should win like a nomination or something because you know he was he crying and shit he tore his shirt in half like y'all would be like <laughs> that motherfucker's sorry like yeah, i don't that. know what he did but that dude that's a sorry motherfucker right there aside from being an actor like we do this week in apologies i don't know what the criteria is but like if you are needing to apologize for using an epithet yeah. Don't use that epithet again in your apology. Yeah. Like I just, that seems like one on one. That's not acting. That's like how do you do that? Like like you use an epithet and then you apologize and then you use it again. I but- just low key it made me kind of wonder what really happened. Mm-hmm. And this is why. Like because anti blackness is real and because people can people can push black people in situations to a point where they are left with very few choices mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know Isaiah, obviously personally, and I don't know TR Knight, but just the way it played out, like as I was looking back on it and thinking about it, I I just wonder what happened, especially because Shonda's support for him didn't waver. It mm-hmm. makes me feel like there was more. And more that probably couldn't have been said or wouldn't have been appropriate to say, but Something happened on that set that pushed that dude. And I'm not saying what he said was right. Obviously, it was fucked up and he needed to apologize and not do something. But it seemed like there was a scuffle. People don't get into scuffles off of just one word very Mm -hmm. often. There's probably a lot of anti-black. I'm sure he got pushed a lot. And no offense, but like white gay dudes are, ooh, they be hella anti-black. <laughs> All I know is a lot of microaggressions happening. Like I don't, I don't know what the real story is. I just know that um that fucking apology was terrible. Was Look, just have just like you don't got an acting coach for apologies. There should be like a specialist that just like look let me show you how to apologize the right way because nobody everybody was like you ain't sorry like everyone had the same reaction and that and that reaction will get you fired every time Mm because then they just wait another other shoe to drop like so when you gonna fire his ass because come on he ain't sorry yeah i think he just came up with a new uh you know occupation you know what (laughs) he coach i want to be an apology coach you know what and i'm super lucrative these days 
yeah i could be like uh the um um i i could i could end up being like uh carrie washington from scandal like where i just come in and be like this is how you really apologize it's like but i feel like i'm still right it doesn't matter it doesn't matter right like like apologize like like you actually it's sad you you perform everybody looks at you you probably have apologizing performances when you do fucked up shit as a character right but you can't fathom that you have to apologize it's, in it's, real life it's ego it's ego nobody wants to well, make that ego, ego go you a lot of money because sometimes even when you write you can be wrong to various degrees yes you can you know what i'm saying even when you're absolutely right that you might have went about it the wrong way or you mm-hmm. might have you know like there's always extenuating circumstances in most cases because very few things in life are black and white most times mm-hmm. people have a point both ways most of the time people have a point both ways even if even if one if you're righteously angry and you don't agree with whatever the fuck just happened even then that other person typically didn't just come at it with like let me just come at you with some hate like in their mind they think what they're doing is reasonable so there's always a way where if you're gonna apologize you could at least see the other person's side right when your ass is that wrong and flagrantly out here and everybody saw it you're not gonna be able to come up with a better like some something that everyone will accept so only a real strong apology will work and even if it would even if it's not sincere at least fake the sincerity at least it needs to appear sincere yeah like nate parker need to cry like he need to cry man he mm -hmm. he gotta go Mm -hmm. on tv and cry and tear his shirt and all that shit man i don't care if you don't mean it I, like no one can tell your heart if you so mean it. Oh, Rod, I would just take an apology that doesn't censor the person making the apology. Like literally, mm-hmm. that's the. I have such a low bar. Like I would just like to see an apology that's not about you who did the wrong. That's and how. I, that's how our expectations have been fucked. Like our expectations have been so fucked over for this amount of time. But I'm saying you, so, you, you trying to win an Oscar, dog? An Oscar. <laughs> that means you think you can act. Act, put act like you sorry act like you sorry like what the fuck does it matter we know you ain't actually nat, nat turner you know what i'm saying like we know you're not actually him because you were acting you might as well act sorry dog like that's as cynical as i can get right there because i'm just surprised by the inability to just say let me at least act sorry right like what the fuck would y'all like to hear me say that's the can you just say this here's a script and just say it look in the camera memorize it say it and cry and then I would just do that to get out of trouble if I was him. And, and my thing is, maybe this is just me, and I, you know, and I don't know nothing about, you know, people's money. What the fuck are you paying all these people around you for, and you're not even utilizing them? You 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 pay people for this, and you well, don't utilize well, they, them. They don't pay apology experts. They pay uh, PR people. And I think that we're. I hope we're seeing the like transition from a period of time where, like, previously to now the move financially would be to do what Nate's doing. Kind of like downplay it, equivocate, like, oh, it's not this, you know, all this other fuck-ass shit. Because that, in everyone's mind, is going to allow them to make more money with this movie. Mm -hmm. If at some point that move now becomes like, wait a minute, the fuck are you doing? That's ridiculous. You know, this isn't this isn't successful financially. That's what has to happen. Like the the mm-hmm. things that would be more financially successful for his movie, and I don't know if this is today, but if right. he came out to listen, this is what happened, this and this and the, all you know, the restorative justice kind of stuff. If he did that and then his movie made more money, then I think people would start valuing that kind of apology. I mean, this, the the whole thing with that though is like you have to one, assume that he's not all, 
surrounding himself with other rapists, potential rapists and rape apologists, mm-hmm. which is clearly what the fuck he's surrounded by, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And two, that, that they actually think something was done, that right. they did something wrong. When somebody truly, truly believes they are the aggrieved party, they will never yeah, have a sincere have apology that. because right. they are the ones that they feel deserve to be apologized to. And that's what we see right. uh, play out so often in, in a lot of these scenarios. Like the, the thing about Isaiah was he thought he was he was wronged. Mm-hmm. And that's how his apology came off. And it's the same thing with Nate Parker. Like yeah. he's the victim. He almost had things taken away from him. It was so tough for him, you know, and it's like you that that. You can't is make this, an apology, is it, is Sean it, King, and just, have the apology be all about you, Sean King. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, is when your apology oh. starts with a tweet thread, number one. Then no, 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 no. It's just, I guess, to me, it's just like um, I could understand, even if you think you're right. Hire an apology expert, and they're gonna just be like, "It don't matter that you think you're right." Right. If you want the situation to go away, you gotta lie and come up with a fake apology. Okay, you're not gonna be able to win this debate. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Hillary Clinton with the super predator thing. She should have just did a whole like fake real apology. You know what I mean? It should have been like a sincere, complete apology if you want it to go away if not it's just gonna haunt you for the rest of your life like people will continue to bring it up they'll they'll bring up that your apology wasn't really forceful enough and that you you say you regretted it but you didn't regret helping people like you will have to completely be like i'd avoid myself and my ego and just gonna say i'm sorry and that's it you know what i mean nobody want to do it though nobody want to do it everybody think they right you know nobody thinks that they're an evil or bad person like that's true we all think we're right and to some extent we are all kind of right you know what i'm saying like to some extent there is nuance within all this shit where you're partially right but it's do you give in to that what's the bigger goal like true even in this nate parker shit he is a black person in penn state or whatever the fuck like i'm sure he experienced some racism i'm sure some of the shit that he heard was simply you're a black person and this is a white woman and all that shit but you can't give in to that and just be like well then that means i'm innocent and y'all are just fucking racist for trying to get me no you had actions you did things that night you know that shit wasn't right people saw that transcript like this these are your own words like you can't pretend like this some huge fucking frame up come on even but he just gave into that ego part where it's like nope they just tried to get me because a black man having sex with a white woman and you know what enough of y'all are roll with that so i'm i'm just giving into that and i think that's what happens with people for sure i think ego much like supremacy actually doesn't operate under logical circumstances right Right. it will frequently move people to um act against their best interests and specifically when it comes to monetary gain you will see time and time again that they that it will just fly right in the face of what the smarter thing is to do so right i kept asking about money and what does movie make more money like maybe the better question is in 10 years if he apologized in a more genuine and restorative way will people remember him more positively or less versus in 10 years, given his apology now, will they not remember anything about this at all? Listen, I honestly mm. don't think they're going to remember anything about it anyway. Agreed. If, yeah. I'm perfectly like, if he apologized in a restorative way, then the memory would be, he came out and said he did this, 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 and he apologized for it. I think the like social uh, negative memory on being truthful and honest is a lot longer than being on duplicitous. Oh, I see what mm. you're saying. 
you can brush this shit under the rug and, right. and be producing in, in, in 10 more years. He'll have a bunch of different movies, and this, will, this this won't even be on his, his byline. He's not yeah. going to lose a single thing yeah. he has in production right now. Right. Like he hasn't for the last seventeen years, right. and it won't it won't affect him moving forward either. And I think that the people lose sight of that. That is the thing that's upsetting. Right. That's the part that people are really upset about. It's not just about him and what he did. It's about our society's reaction and how we have on one hand a victim that literally committed suicide and a man right. who has thrived in the wake of this horrendous um, action on his part and his partners. That's that's really what we're talking about. And he could have used this moment to do lots of things, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would like if I was uh, his apology coach, I would be like, you got to go around, you got to speak. You gotta talk, you gotta start talking about consent. You gotta, like, mm-hmm. your boy gotta go with you. Like, y'all mm-hmm. gotta talk about this as, as, as a mistake that you guys made and say, like, we didn't know better, blah, 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 but this is no excuse and you guys don't have an excuse today. Mm-hmm. And I, but don't nobody want to do all that. That's a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? It's much easier to just wait for everybody to forget about it. Like, how many people have successful careers? They have shit like this in their past and we've all collectively not and not individually but collectively as a society we've been like yeah you can continue to make money it's fine you you make good x-men movies we're done then now that is probably a bit of a exaggeration saying they're good but the point being in the name of love yeah you can keep stepping in the name of love like we've decided that we don't really give a fuck about this shit um anyway white people's news is getting way too serious okay guys i don't even know how to light darkened yeah. Keep it light. Like it moves. Bam. We need to brighten up this white people news. All right, let's Put get bleach on it. Courtney Cox looks strained as she and her fiance Johnny McDade are seen in the Furious War Awards outside of a London restaurant. Oh, shit. Courtney yeah. Cox, low key, she is the epitome of white women that age like a banana oh. at Walmart, like mm. straight up. Oh, yeah, I feel bad, but it's not cute. She caught that guacamole, man. She ah! went down. Quick. the friend's yeah. money stopped and it was like <laughs> over like she couldn't afford the like 10 billion dollars a gram fucking like facial cleanser that comes from like whale sperm or something she couldn't buy that no more and it just, that, av- that avocado agent man it'll do you every time dog but she was out arguing with her fiance she's 52 he's 40 so she's still robbing the c- cradle okay guys but apparently the romance is strained again after they were spotted arguing outside of west london a restaurant called granger and co uh, the couple appeared to exchange heated words at the Notting Hill Eatery as they dined outside by themselves during the U.S. actress's visit to the British capital. Fueling rumors of more relationship problems in one shot, the former Friends actress can be seen waving her arms and the phone in front of the Snow Patrol musician's face. While in another, Courtney looked exasperated as she held her head in her hands after she appeared to chastise the songwriter. That would be called a Tuesday in my household. So <laughs> I don't I'm really It's a relationship. I'm, understand. I'm wondering what's, what's exactly like, is that wrong? Uh, yeah, she checked his phone. If y'all listen to our show, you know, Drew asked me just the other week if I would check his phone. I said, if I want to, I for damn sure will be checking your motherfucking phone. <laughs> yeah, that cracked me up. I was listening to that one. I swear to God, you got your thumbprint on my my fucking phone you gotta lock that shit without even putting the code in the day, you added a, your the day there's a code on your phone i don't know we we will be having words <laughs> right that. yeah that's always funny to me people get so up in arms about that i was like i guess that's like a single person debate thing yeah like like even like for an emergency what if my wife needed my phone why would i want it locked to my wife like he needs to have the code because there's plenty of things i'll be like here do this or yeah 
you can you get my phone? Can you can you get my phone and get in there? In fact, it's inconvenient when you get a phone call. If I call Roger from where, be like, hey, I need you to do something. I can't get in. Give me the code. Nah, I ain't gonna give you the code. (laughs) Right? Oh, we're fucking wasting time. Let me log out of your computer and log in with my pass. Let's get the fuck out of here. Um. Anyway, um, they was arguing, y'all. These these white folks. It was very uh, very disturbing news. I hope white people were sitting down. Just now, um, it was previously prepared, uh, re- reported that the pair were planning a small autumn wedding in Ireland following their rec- reconciliation. Um, and the rocker had allegedly written a special love ballad for their big day, but now it's not, it's looking like it's not happening, uh, with this, all the strife, um, going on. Um, so. So they're just not throwing a party, is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. They can't throw a party. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm they still married um, well she wants a low-key wedding with about 100 guests um that's low-key and they want their good friend ed sheeran to be there um mm-hmm. he'll be playing and johnny will be singing a song he wrote especially for courtney but uh now that she's crying and and stuff in public i don't know uh what they he was telling her the guest list down to 50 now well uh i guess i mean i don't know maybe they have an 11 year old daughter coco um but i mean i'm sorry she has an 11 year old daughter coco from her marriage with david arquette oh boy Mm -hmm. um and she reportedly couldn't agree with the run hit maker on where to live so um a permanent move is off the table and insider told okay magazine okay so instead of staying at that island we're gonna stay at the other island that's what we debate uh not all white people have islands karen this uh you sure mm -hmm. yeah we do okay you didn't know yeah. that we all do everybody oh got, they do yeah, okay never mind drew says yeah. they do everybody they got, sell them to us like uh you can buy like stars and moons and shit like mm. just like piece of paper that's how we get them okay that, that's what i thought everybody wake up with beachfront views that's you know that's my opinion uh amber heard donated her entire seven million dollar divorce t- settlement to charity now here's the thing about this okay <laughs> on the one hand completely hate the idea that some people wouldn't have believed her unless she did this right and i still think that um there are people that won't believe her either way because mm-hmm. that's how they're designed right here here's here's the thing that i said i can't even remember when the story started but when we first covered this story i said he is fucking with the wrong one because she got her own money right like there's so many victims of domestic violence that are silenced because specifically because they don't have resources right. like the fuck am i gonna do like economic violence is part of the violence as well the mm-hmm. fact that you're dependent on me is part of the violence as well yes sir he fucked with somebody that has a working career that is a commodity not just in hollywood but also on the dating and marriage scene and that in that celebrity lifestyle mm-hmm. um and she ain't need his fucking money um so she took the seven million dollars and gave it to charity um and you know i think a lot of people you know were like man i hate that she had to give up that money or whatever she didn't have to Mm -hmm. but think about all the people in domestic violence situations that do not have the resources to get away from the person or the people that take them in the houses the shelters Mm -hmm. they don't have the resources to take you in and your family your children Mm -hmm. they don't have the resources to keep you uh anonymous and away from somebody to move you far away to keep people from being able to contact you um things that you need you know um in a lot of these situations you do well now here's seven million more dollars that from it from an abusive person 
that will actually be able to um they'll be able to help things. a lot of people who've been abused right I, I love it yeah they'll be able to relocate they'll be able to help families they'll be able to uh put you in new help change your identity and shit like that Cause well you know food i mean right. uh, there's so many that go to court like going to court like this it is costly to get away from a person abusing you it's so expensive if you have children it's even more impossible to extricate yourself and abusers um and predators they they prey on that fact they remove you from your family they they make you quit your job so that you're fully dependent on them for everything this is part of um you know part and parcel with the pathology of abuse Mm -hmm. and the thing that of course i mean i think it's amazing and i think it's wonderful and and i would assume and i I shouldn't assume but i i'm i'm sure amber does lots of charitable things just generally speaking so it's not a surprising thing from her Mm -hmm. as a person but i do think it's it's um it's worth under looking at it from uh cultural standpoint because here we have an abuse victim that is forced to prove their virtue right and the abuser gets to say well i gave her what she was owed and so i'm i'm good that Mm. was his that was his virtuous moment was just doing what he needed to do anyways Mm. and here she has to go above and beyond to prove her virtue and they still don't believe her they still don't believe yeah and that that's that's the thing about you know well he'll still um, be the other thing is he'll still be seen as a victim by the people that perpetuate that so i mean it's like this money whatever blah 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 that's the whole thing too is that you know it says a lot that she gave the money away not because really her biggest detractors it won't make a difference to them whether she gave the money to charity so it just shows how where her conviction where her mind is but it's wonderful the thing that's awesome to me is that it will absolutely make a difference in a lot of people's lives that get this money so that like to me more important than anything else is that because i think sometimes that shit gets lost in the shuffle because as people on the outside looking in looking at celebrity looking at the stories and how it affects bigger society and all that stuff i think like it's easy for us to kind of feel a certain way but like when taylor swift gave money to louisiana i'm like good like i don't like i don't have a yeah like at that point like like you know i can drop the petty for a second to be like right you know what somebody's gonna get to sleep in a dry place tonight that wouldn't have right that's really all that matters like if i'm getting my hotel paid for and they go this taylor swift money trust me there's nobody in louisiana that's like i'll sleep in the rain like everybody like yeah i'm dry i don't want to get the flu thank you um you know what i'm saying with uh amber she split the money between the aclu uh battle to uh against domestic violence for women and the children's hospital of los angeles where she's volunteered for like 10 years so a you're right it went to places not like good but that where she's got a track record in history but some of the stuff like if you remember the things that she said that that mm-hmm. people were accusing her of making up like depp cut off part of his finger yeah and then took the stump and wrote like easy amber in blood on the fucking mirror like that is some stalker ass crazy shit and people are like oh she's making them up she just wants to get a payday yeah doug stanhope was tripping with that shit um <laughs> all right and let's see lastly in white people news sharon osborne looks tense as she arrives home with ozzy after revealing they are working on their marriage following the rockers affair now i do know who these white people is because mm-hmm. uh she owned the v- not the view the talk the speech yeah. one of them shows <laughs> the speech i don't know one of them shows your show karen the speech the conversation <laughs> right that's what they might as well be named mm-hmm. uh, 
of white mediocrity the chit chat she's also yes. she's also known as the wife of ozzy osbourne who's one of the like biggest rock legends of all time and uh also was a is a i don't know if he still is but was a reality tv show star for a while um at any rate uh he was cheating on her he had an affair with i want to say it's like his masseuse or some shit uh it was so it was so whack what'd you say uh elizabeth i'm sorry i mean you know yeah it was it was like a typical next time what's going on back there it was a typical um what do you call it like a typical rich dude affair like oh a young person i paid to jack me off is who i'm in love with now it's like okay it reminds me of Arnold Schwarzenegger and his having a son with the maid and like the kid was like seven. Everyone's like, yo, he, he looked just like Arnold though. Y'all can't really just right. end Stop. this away. I know he's been paying all the bills and stuff, but mm-hmm. this is embarrassing. Right. He was fucking the maid. Uh, let me guess. Uh-huh. You pay her money? Okay. Okay. Uh- <laughs> yeah. They, they was like, how could you afford this $50,000 Kinsiera? Yeah, have some um, have some originality in your affairs, man. What the fuck? Like, I'm just gonna fuck the closest person in proximity to me that I pay. When when you're that rich and white and pussy's like available, you gotta just like go for convenience. Like, oh wait, I guess it's right here. I guess so, man. But it's like also really awkward because it's someone you on your payroll, so it's like, <laughs> what are you paying for? Yeah, what are you paying for? The, are you paying because the drapes were really really clean this week, or because <laughs> or because of the sex? Come on, man. She's a a masseuse. It just happens to be that she massages my penis with her labia. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's a massage. It's a massage. Oh, it was his hairdresser that he had an affair with. Hairdresser. Michelle was her name. Oh, so she was perming everywhere then, apparently, huh? She must have been doing pubic hair, everything. Yeah, she was perming. You got hair ridiculous. Like, it looks like he rolls out of bed and just walks out of stage. That's why it's really important that his hair be laid um, during the shows. But speaking on the show, Sharon said, uh, it's hard because it affects the whole family. It's quite embarrassing to talk about. She confessed. Drugs and drinking is more acceptable when it's somebody who has a sex addiction is more, (laughs) sex addiction, more embarrassing. I'm proud of Ozzy that Ozzy has come out and finally admitted it's very, very hard. Every person who comes in the room thinks, oh, don't come in. He's here. He, he should call Tiger Woods for some advice. Um, yeah uh how come the only people that get sex addictions are rich people oh, that are uh, dudes like hospitalized oh, for exhaustion yeah yeah, yeah really bitch i'm tired all the goddamn time yeah i'm not going to the hospital like you know what i'm just i'm tired people are like oh it's a sex addiction like i kind of thought that was just called horny yeah. i really i did not know that was a condition can, can i like well, well, women can't have a sex addiction can broke people use this because i've no. never seen a broke defense of like baby you know i'm just addicted to sex this ain't even about even though it's you know something yeah it might be a real issue for the poor man too but they're like nope look i don't it's not that i'm in love with your mother with my mother-in-law but i just had to move in with her because i'm addicted addiction how come yala didn't mention that with that dude that had like fifty thousand kids right how come go right to like you know what i think you have a sex addiction right the you know, they really gotta use like let's look at your browser history let's, <laughs> go, let's go look at the you know i like think Pornhub. if they looked at every dude's browser history they would conclude all of you dudes are <laughs> right. someone should do a psa for sex addiction but it's just like david duchovny tiger woods ozzy osborne like all these rich motherfuckers just and, and then regular ass dudes too but like you don't know who i am but right. i too suffer from sex would you really right. if you had like a like an average like middle of the road like 
beer belly, like balding dude, like I'm addicted to sex. Right. <laughs> I'm also addicted to sex. And then, in I got a, a sex addiction. In the background, like his wife's like, Tyrell, if you just don't get your ass back over here, I gotta go, guys. I'm not addicted to sex. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best yeah oh my god that would be so i can't afford to be addicted to sex i gotta go guys this is, this i can't give for half right this is too much uh all right that's enough white people news um let's get to let's start wrapping this up man let's do some guest the race guys uh nice. so i get to my guest yeah. the race Sorry. i apologize my computer was like hey we're gonna do updates for 30 minutes oh are you back on or no my I, it's working on 23 percent holy shit how, it just know. did that in the middle of the show yes i don't know what the fuck's happening what did you click on uh, i pray to I jesus don't know. i clicked 10. on something I, I hate to blame the victim but i know can clicked on something i probably did if it did i didn't mean to yeah I, i've i've done enough tech work with karen to know that she clearly clicked on <laughs> do you want to update and stop everything to right now in the middle of this show yes absolutely what is this computer doing roderick i don't understand i probably did my bad y'all <laughs> anyway um drew up in here it's I know, always something the, no the, windows the, 10 windows 10 this no because you do this with the dvr too you'll be like i don't know why i did this i'm like it's a computer it only does what we tell <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> that's <laughs> me that is me <laughs> listen <laughs> you're wrong windows 10 windows 10 as a as a fucking update it, it does shit on its own all the time it tries to sneak shit in dude like oh this is a knowledge base article that's important and it's an essential update and install this and this is for your print no it's fucking windows 10 that shit's a virus mm, i think I'm, i think i think uh windows gets a bad rep because whenever we make a mistake we always just put it on the windows like what if microsoft keeps testing their shit and they're like we've tested it a million times ah! it's perfect it works 100 like we've never had a system that is this fucking good and then they put it out to the general consumer and we're like i'm not taking the blame for this it's microsoft microsoft y'all fucking up again ah! That's what I think happens. It's like how everybody's cell phone service sucks. But it's like, that can't be fucking true. Like, they all gotta be about the same, <laughs> you know? Anyway, uh, to the song. Let me get my song on. Uh. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right. It's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, Drew and Leslie from the Interracial John and Karen, I ain't forget about you, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along, and the chat room is racist. <clears throat> all right. Also, Guess the Race is brought to you by Bevel. That's right. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps. Okay, guys, you got to look smooth, man. Dermatologists have tested this and found that four out of five men reported reduced razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. That means some of y'all walk around right now with razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation, and you think that's just the way of life. You think that's just how it has to be. It doesn't have to be that way, guys. Your skin can feel luxurious, okay? You can walk around. Your skin will be feeling so good. only thing you'll be concerned about is the PC Mafia, Social ah! Justice Warriors, and Cucks, okay? You will be all up on those problems because your problems would have gone away once you shave with Bevel. And we want to help you out. We can give you 20% off 
right now of your first month all you gotta do is go to getbevel.com and put in code tbgwt to get 20 percent off your first month that's getbevel.com g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com code tbgwt all right let's get into these stories a man has been arrested after trying to have sex with a van white For the rest of you, I'll read the story. Dayton, Ohio. Police arrested a man Tuesday night after witnesses said they saw him trying to have sex with a parked van. Now, I don't know what the van have on, had on. It doesn't say. Maybe it's one of those sexy 18 vans with the stripe on the side. Yeah, man had a, you know, man had a bra on. You don't never know. Bikini. It could have had a bra on the, bump, on the fender. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it had the bra off the fender. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Sexy, sexy. Mm-hmm. Had all that diesel all up in it. Walking around with that tailpipe swinging. You know, what I'm supposed to do? Right. I didn't fill myself <laughs> up with premium gas for nothing. Can you street harass a vehicle? Is that possible? Ah, uh, you possibly do. <laughs> yeah. You hey. Know, they be getting bikini waxes up there with your bikini waxes and shit. Hey, hey, that's a nice paint job. Oh, you ain't gonna say, fuck you then, van. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't nobody want your ugly ass van anyway, bitch. Um, according to a police report, officers in Dayton, Ohio were called around 8 p.m. Tuesday on a report that a man was pulling his pants down and swinging on a stop sign. Ha ha ha! not eating the sign. When police yeah, arrived. Stop. Uh, the stop sign should be the biggest form of don't harass it. It mm. says stop ignoring the signs right when people arrived in the area they found a man walking down the street on deadwood street (laughs) only wearing all right mm -hmm, only wearing black gym shorts and shoes the report says that the man later identified as michael henson uh appeared to be intoxicated officers put him in the back of a police car and spoke with a woman who called the police she told him that she saw the man standing in a parked area uh i mean no a parked van um and she went on to explain she saw him pull his shorts down and place his genitals in the front grill of the van that was parked on the street so he was getting head all up because that's, that that's the front of the van mm-hmm. the woman said i'll oh, go ahead what'd you say my question was is it the front the back like what kind of where was he, he, doing he was putting his penis he put his penis on the grill of the van that's the front so that's the front Mm-hmm. so he was in the getting some sloppy toppy i guess mm-hmm. all up in that radiator the woman said he did this for what a he did this for a while then he appeared to pass out in a nearby yard uh-huh! and that's when she called the police and then he was arrested for public indecency and is now in jail now, who's gonna um see this is why we don't talk we don't care about victims because no mm-hmm. one's gonna check on the van Nobody's gonna Nobody clean it. Right. That van. Did they get to Somebody the mechanic? Get, the, get the plate number, the VIN number. Right. Did they get to the car wash? Can we do a right? Can we get at least like a kit done on this van or something? I feel like there's more to be had here. I would hate to be the owner of this van. Me too. Like I need to know what was going on. Like your van was involved in an incident today, and we'd like you to come down to the police station. Right. Yeah, you show up uh, fucking the front of it. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's my worst nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, all right no, i should have bought that bra i should have bought the cover the bra cover for the <laughs> you just park it in the um you just park it in the car wash and let it keep running like the scenes in the movies where they're in the shower <laughs> still not clean right. running through the car wash one more time the wipers are going for tears right <laughs> 
all right guys now that we've been reprehensible uh guess the race uh leslie i would have to say clearly a sex addict white dude mm, what about you drew I'm gonna I'm go contrarian and say uh, my hoopty rolling tailpipe dragon and uh, yeah I'm gonna say black dude black dude all right let's check the chat room and see what they believe um let's see uh, where the Karen guess at did, did you already tell them to guess or no I'm not in there oh okay cool I, they already guessing anyway black riding in the mystery machine machine black white uh, he wanted to see if that van could back it up and dump it like a truck wanted to see if the ah! van could handle his load white oh robert downey jr nap in a strange yard afterwards white white man who yelled out nice gun rack when street harassing <laughs> the truck it was a van not a truck uh white as the van he used for creeping um oh. no windows van white uh seems like everybody gets white except for drew and uh everybody is correct except for drew And got a boo, Drew. Uncle Carcass got it wrong. Yes, I do like that you uh, that you went for it, though, Drew. Most a lot of <laughs> a lot of white people come on here and they play it real safe. They guess like they, they guess everything but 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 black or whatever. I appreciate you went right out of the box and went for black man. That's <laughs> I never thought I I'd say this, but that dude looks like he would fuck a van. Just I saying. Mean, honestly, I should have known like, fucking a van like that. That that's a level of drugs that's probably like the bath salts. Like there was something there that yeah, I should have mm-hmm. known. Yeah, that last story was fantastic. Is what I would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I had to. Listen, I don't have a. I can't control these impulses. He was a white guy. He didn't. Uh, he didn't want the badunka trunk. He went for the front. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty embarrassing, man. That fucking a van. Like, was he so drunk he thought it was a person, or do you think he's like fucking a transformer? Like, thinking about a guy drew that had that was had somehow ignited a fetish of hot wiring car he was on a show it was while like, he's jacking it's, off it's not him there's a actual oh, there's fetish a called oh. cranking oh. that's the name of it cranking and you break into a car hot wire it, and while the engine's sputtering and sparking and, and shit and all over the place you masturbate mm. he's, no. a, he's, a, he's running for congress here in michigan white quiet. dude white Super dude he's, and he's, literally. he's on the news like i'd like you guys all to see past my indiscretions <laughs> when i was breaking into cop cars and cop cars off. y'all he broke, broke into, into police cars, cars he has a record his, his record's a mile long he's been Felonies, doing this for like eight years literally but wow. he thinks he's congress. for congress run he for probably congress. will win too here no one cranking for cops i feel like maybe maybe that van reminded him of his jeep you never know uh all right let's go to the next one uh family sues abq nightclub after a woman in a corn dog contest chokes and dies <laughs> i'm sorry i'm about to go back to the van but like you tell the van owner and you never know maybe they had like a flashlight device in the front of the van mm. you know we're, we're all thinking this guy's crazy maybe there was like a pocket pussy like van warming it up i don't know so you're trying to say it wasn't an act of <laughs> vandalism I'm no. trying to equivocate this dude's crazy fucking van <laughs> stuff by saying maybe there was something. I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. I feel like you're just living in a fantasy world. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right, moving on. He just wanted to put the van on it. I don't even know what that means. Five on it. Oh, I'm trying. Try, now that I, now that it's, 
now that it's a white guy, I'm trying to make it like he's not crazy. There's some pocket mm-hmm. pussy in the van. You know, mm-hmm. I gotta do my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you're just in denial, Drew. Yeah, he came, uh, came with his own sex toys. On this one, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, guys, let's get into the next one. All right. Uh, Jesse Harbeck and her mother, Deborah Harbeck, just wanted to celebrate with drinks the night before Jesse's 22nd birthday in January. Hours what, later. What happened to the story about the hot dog? Or am I not paying attention? This is the story. Okay. I'm reading. I'm now reading. The... <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the story that I read the title to. Okay, no problem. Because I was like, this don't sound like no hot dogs. <laughs> i'm sorry y'all they're they're gonna get there it is not in the first line (laughs) hours later jesse ended up this is all me not roger y'all hours later jesse ended up spending part of her birthday taking her mother off life support after the highly intoxicated woman choked during a risque corn dog eating contest at a now defunct albuquerque nightclub oh the nightclub not even around no more now jesse her father and her grandmother are using the club fire and ice and others connected to the property and its liquor license in a complaint for wrongful death filed in the santa fe district court it alleges among other things the club served her too much liquor according to the complainant to the complaint fire and ice held a corn dog eating contest where female contestants got on their knees in front of males who were holding corn dogs near their groin area mm-hmm uh the winner of the corn dog eating contest won a prize by eating the corn dog the fastest jesse harbeck told the journal at on tuesday that her mother paired up with one of jesse's friends for the contest deborah began choking on the corn dog see you gotta deep throat that thing you gotta open up the whole see you gotta breathe too you can't just be chewing on the corn dog without come on lady this is a needless death <laughs> work on her gag reflexes use yourself you gotta use yourself for a safe word never bite off too much corn dog that you can chew um so yeah she uh told the journal on tuesday her mother paired up with one of her friends she began choking on the corn dog and patrons rushed to apply the heimlich maneuver and cpr before the paramedics got there uh the choking caused a loss of oxygen to her brain before medical personnel could be there um said lawyer jean chavez who filed a lawsuit for the herbacks her body fought, her body fought violently but the damage was irreparable the lawsuit says Deborah Harback, 56, was intoxicated and had been overserved at the bar and should not have been allowed to take part in the eating contest. The suit also argues the club should have had medical personnel on hand for the contest. The judge pulled Deborah from life support June, uh, January 28th, Jesse's actual birthday. So it wasn't even her real birthday? Damn. Mm-hmm. Deborah died at 12.22 p.m. the next day. That's ironic because she was turning 22. Her daughter was. Mm-hmm mm-hmm this is a very sad story my dad wanted to wait to pull the plug until midnight of my birthday so that she wouldn't die on my birthday uh i told him one my one birthday wish was for her to not suffer i knew she was in pain i didn't want her to suffer anymore uh chavez says the club didn't supervise the contest well enough in allowing such an intoxicated person to take part deborah had a blood alcohol level uh 0.13 and uh, between 0.13 and 0.14 According to the lawsuit, she had been served three double shots and four double gin and tonics. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Mushrooms in a contest for eating. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. The complaint uh, maintained. Well, you don't want to eat drink that much on an empty stomach anyway. Mm-mm. So, you know, you probably want to eat the corn dog before you start doing all that shit. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. 
the complaint maintains deborah harbeck was uh at a fatal or near fatal level of intoxication uh although the bac uh described in the court complaint is less than twice new mexico's presumed level of intoxication for drivers 0.08 quite honestly they did not cut her off she was pretty intoxicated when i got there the bar did not take the initiative to get her to stop drinking jesse said she had a a designated driver so she could enjoy her birthday and she said she took her mother's keys and told her she would drive her home because she was drunk chavez said it is common for eating contests around the country to have medical personnel in near case near in nearby in case uh someone starts choking or have another medical problem mm-hmm. is that common i i didn't know i i mean it seems like it, that's a no-brainer it, it, it should be sense. it wouldn't surprise me in some states yeah, that's the, the official ones they do like where yeah. they have like you know there's a big one i know in philly called wing bowl and they always have like paramedics and yeah stuff. yeah choke on the wing i mean you might have a little reaction to what you eat and right man that's just gotta be such a insurance for that sort of stuff without having personnel there too so that's like concerning because here's the thing is i'm i guarantee you because they didn't do any of those things their insurance isn't even going to cover them the right the question i and i I think i have the same question as all you guys so who actually won the contest yeah Mm -hmm. you know who 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 sucked down all those corn dogs Mm -hmm. how hot were the corn dogs well, why, was do, it, why was it risque? Was it just regular eating? Did you have to like deep throat no, it? Sure no, what it is, a dude stands. Yeah, a dude stands and holds the corn dog by his dick, and then the women get on their hands and knees and eat the corn dogs. Uh, you seem like you've got some experience in this, right? Well, I just read the article, like y'all. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, they, uh, yeah, they, um, they, whoever eats it the fastest wins. And uh, I mean, I'm assuming she won uh but she did so i don't know who gets the prize money honestly like that's the most like saddest like really how'd you die choking on a corn dog yeah like when you get like when you get to hell um and you have to tell everybody why you in there like her story is gonna be the funniest one you know you might get like automatically put in heaven regardless of what she did like sometimes your death is so egregiously offensive to you as an individual like as a human that it's like i feel like anyone that would get drunk enough to eat corn dog dicks in front of everybody is clearly (laughs) clearly a sinner talking about the the bar and liability and stuff at some point though i wonder like just as a society we just like i don't know where we stop allowing our own responsibility to take place like there was a contest where it was like drinking water to win uh an exotic oh, yeah pet. i remember that you died like you died well, it was for it was, wasn't it for a wee it was something stupid like yeah, it was something dumb like it was something really dumb yeah. like, drinking water like I, whose fault is that you were drinking fucking water listen mister let me jump in this river after it said i'm gonna say this on record i'm gonna say this on record in this this you're gonna have to watch me i'm gonna you have to watch me i don't want if i if i die and there's a big fucking honking sign saying don't do the shit and I did it. I don't need any money. I deserve mm. no money. Nobody gets sued. I'm a dumbass. Like mm. seriously. I'm sorry if I leave you in, in dire straits that oh, way. Oh, you Leslie. sorry, huh? Yeah. Oh, you sorry. <laughs> Good luck to it. Good luck to it. Good luck to it. <laughs> I don't want you guys to get too, uh, too, too hot over there. Nah, <laughs> yeah, it's calm, calm down. It's just. We got a date later tonight too. So. Oh, man. But somebody's not someone's angling yeah. not to get his corn dog swallowed talking like that I'm gonna take some no, take some of that heat off of those she's words she's not gonna be nowhere near your corn dog baby right uh won't be no contest tonight um at any rate uh guess the race of deborah uh what was her last name deborah harbeck uh i say thanks mlk is a slut white <laughs> 
<laughs> Drew? Uh, yeah, that's just, you know, everything is white. Corn dog, risque, bar, just white. Screams white. All right. Karen? Uh, the strippers at the Fire and Ice dump hard till you give love a bad name. Mm, that was good. <laughs> Need to add that to our list of white people news songs. Uh, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Um, da, 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 da. Debbie does corn dogs white. <laughs> <laughs> she sucked the corn right off of that dog white. Um, white lady just out having some wholesome fun. Uh, I was embarrassed for you, Drew. That's not race. Uh, white, white, six at world white. She has no, she is no Jennifer Gray. Can't handle the, her meat or liquor white. Her body actually went, uh, expecting the seasoning in the corn dog. Wasn't expecting the seasoning in the corn dog. Aww. Damn, damn. A black woman would have been drinking that brown. Joey Chestnut taught her, but not that well white uh black people don't really participate in eating contests uh i say joey chestnut inspired white corn dog and cheese on the white this contest was just too much for her to swallow white the correct (laughs) answer is she was white everyone got it right uh what's my music there we go And, See, Drew, he had to he had to go come come correct for the white dude, but he's leaving this white woman out to dry though, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, she white. Everything about that. The bar, the <laughs> corn dog, nothing. There was no possible way to even think that. Wait, which one is the mom? Oh, oh the shade. <laughs> the shade of it all, guys. The shade what, of it all. One of those white women's fifty seven. I'm asking, it. I don't know. For a friend. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. <laughs> all right last one guys go to the bonus round let me see if i can play the bonus round music where is it at there we go oh wait no there we go double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race in the bonus round of guess the race so far everybody's all over the place with karen and leslie being two for two and drew being one and missing one uh we'll see who pulls ahead guys will the white man triumph ah! Tune in to see. not up in here uh <laughs> wait, wait 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 what 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 day is this is this sunday no this is not my day no this is not your day no <laughs> I only triumph on uh, Thursdays. Uh, 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 a woman dies after her daughter um, poured a pot of boiling water on her and stabbed her to death. Oh! <laughs> Authorities in our area were called to another violent scene that they say is a domestic situation as well. A woman is accused of stabbing someone that she lives with multiple times after pouring boiling, boiling water on them. You're looking at 20-year-old Melina Harris, who Pitt County deputies have charged with attempted first-degree murder. Deputies say they were called to an apartment off of Hollow Drive in Greenville around 2.30 this morning. The victim was taken to Vida Medical Center with life-threatening injuries. Officials say Harris is related to and lives with the person that she is accused of nearly killing. She is now in jail on a $500,000 bond. All right, guys. 
guess what, the rice. What, what was the headline? I thought the headline said that the woman died. She died now. Yeah, that's just the news report from okay. when it first happened. Uh, before they was reporting that it was her mom. But yeah, she uh, her mom is dead now. Uh, the headline almost read like it was a surprise. Like, woman's dead after being stabbed and poured boiling water on. Like, yeah. Well, that's why I, that's that's why I say you never want to stew on things like this. Uh, Karen? Uh, no discipline in this house, white. All right. Uh, Leslie? You told Harpo to beat me black. <laughs> Drew? Yeah, I'm a, uh, I have a theory on, uh, when, when dudes oh, yeah. get, when husbands get killed. Uh, you can tell the race by the, the modality of death. And, uh, this is black. This is up close and personal. White woman's like, kind of like silent and like they poison you quietly. They hire a hitman mm-hmm. and shit. Black woman would pour boiling water and stab you in the face. Now, I'm does it, that. does it matter that it's her mom and not her husband? Does that change? Yeah, anything? no, no, okay. just the modality of, of death. Uh, okay. when, it's, when it's in the same house, uh, yeah, white people will be all kind of secretive and like trying to like hire hitman. Black folk will just take you out. All right, let's check the. Let's, maybe she was boiling uh, that water so she can make corn dogs later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that water was for grits. Black, <laughs> black, white as rice. Black lady, no mention of grits. White black woman who was boiling mad. Nah, I guess she boiled over. Black. White hot rage, white. She was getting ready to cook some rice, but she, but he tried it black. Double down, <laughs> double down black. This life didn't matter. She was getting ready to cook some rice, but she tried it black. All right. The correct answer is, and this means that we now have an official winner, and it's Leslie Black. <laughs> Karen said white and so does people in chat. You were so close, Karen. How did you blow this one this time? <laughs> you, you almost had your first perfect, perfect week. I know, I know. I've been sticking it up. You think there's white women named Melina? <laughs> Melina Harris? That's just, that was a dead giveaway. As soon as they did two, there was two modalities of pain. I was like, no, that's a black woman because we, <laughs> we are thorough. We like to make sure that things are done mm-hmm. like to the fullest. So the boiling water wouldn't have been enough. We have to follow that up with the stabbing. In the, hist- in the ah! history of this show, I don't think we've ever had a story where someone got boiled water thrown on them and it wasn't a black person. I don't know if we've mm-hmm. ever had one that wasn't, but. You know, we have to work twice as hard to be half as good. So mm-hmm. this is what, this okay, is where we yeah. And she never mentioned anything about putting seasoning in the water. So, um, you know, not, or not putting seasoning. So, I mean, oh, okay. you know, you, I, it was very difficult for for people to determine, you know, maybe we would have had a little background, you know, like, oh, there yeah, was spices was... in the water. Oh, well, that's definitely a black All person, right. you know. All right. Let's get into sword ratcheting so we can get out of it. It's been a long show, but, uh, I've enjoyed it, uh, tremendously. But we gotta start wrapping this up. So where's my sword sound effect? We've got a date apparently where my corn dog is not going to be taken care of. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and whose fault is that? Ironically, we're going to a cooking class, so let's hope corn dog's not on the plate. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really <laughs> more about the method of eating it than uh, than the, than, the, than the meal. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, a man 
apparently chased and attacked his brother in idaho falls and guess what he had a sword Mm -mm. they turn on their own family sometimes um the 29 year old man brought a sword into a family dispute says police daniel paulson guess the race white of idaho falls chased his brother with a sword when he was unable to catch up he threw a hunting knife at him <laughs> his brother uh arrived at the home um august 4th to do renovation work court records indicate paulson had punched several holes in the wall of his own home and damaged it by throwing knives at it man i ain't renovating shit why you there are you serious you don't appreciate you don't appreciate your own shit like i feel like part of if i had to do renovations on your shit i need to know how it got fucked up and if you go throwing knives and punching shit then you gotta do it on your own bro um at any rate um when the brother arrived paulson left the resident with a knife in his residence with a knife in his hand and a sword sheathed on his back uh when his brother approached paulson began to draw the sword at which point the brother ran away it's unclear why paulson allegedly put a sword on his brother while he was chasing after his brother paulson threw a knife at him uh the knife fell short bounced off the road and struck the brother in the ankle damn still hit him Mm -hmm. the brother told police he feared for his life uh when police arrived to speak with paulson he had multiple short sheaths on his belt (laughs) multiple sheaths (laughs) dude was loaded for fucking brother he had, wow. he had all his throwing knives the fucking samurai went after everything dude he didn't even say a couple or a pair multiple that means he had more than wow. he had more than he had definitely more than two swords sheathed into his belt while talking to the police because they said he was talking to the police with them sheathed in his belt my god it sounds like a man who can't get his firearm uh, firearm owner's ID. Like he's been barred from yeah. firearms. He's yeah, gonna have seventeen Oh, I can't have guns. I'm gonna have swords. He has those um, throwing stars too. I'm sure. Like yeah, in his side box. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'll be a ninja. They won't take me there either. <laughs> so, um, yeah, apparently he talked to the cops and um, he told the police he was just protecting his home uh apostle was arrested and booked into county jail felony aggravated battery by use of a deadly weapon and he's been held on five thousand dollars bail so we'll see what happens um yo check out the interracial john man mm-hmm. very funny show we yeah. enjoyed them we got the link in the show notes and everything for you guys um and uh make sure you guys are following them on twitter leslie is at leslie mac mac and uh drew is very white guy on twitter and their podcast interracial john on twitter all one word no spaces um and yeah we'll be back tomorrow we actually have uh hopefully potentially we have some good guests coming up i think uh jess wood is coming up this wednesday mm-hmm. and um if i'm not if a newcomer to the regular show but he's been on karen's lip smacking good yes we should be able to get chef gregorio on mm-hmm. Ooh, if you guys follow him you already know he's his he, his whole timeline he, just he full of wokeness woke. yeah he really is he's yeah a very cool dude yeah it's like uh yeah and he's also like like latino and stuff so every once in a while mm-hmm. he'll just like drop like some spanish cuss words in my mentions i'm like i don't even know what what that means like <laughs> you're like yeah man that dude is a punta such and such and such i'm like mm, that, that sounds bad be good like, he, I mean, he probably shouldn't have did whatever no, he did mm-mm. 
uh to piss you off today but all right guys we'll be back i hope you guys enjoyed this long um crossover uh episode man it's like the flash yeah. and uh supergirl coming together over here yeah. thank you Always, we're so uh, glad to, to come on the show and all of your support we really appreciate it honored we we, we exist because of you guys so thank oh you. man thank y'all so much yeah. dog and we uh we'll y'all. talk yeah we'll talk to y'all soon until then peace bye, bye. karen yes i love you i love you too Mwah. <laughs>